0: Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines and rev your butts, because it's the NerdCube Podcast! Woo!
1: I am on today. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's having a fun time.
0: In the left corner, the blue corner, we have John, many a true nerd. Woo! <laughs> and in the other corner, the red corner, we have Matt, Matrophobia Mattison.
1: Life is meaningless. I think in this fight you know who to bet on now
2: You know who to bet on in this fight Yeah,
0: Matt, he's got nothing to lose That's
2: true That man, Matt, that man everything in the corner, is pain. You trap this man in an alley He will just fucking shank you
0: Matt, would you like to publicly bitch About what's happened in your life?
1: I'll just I'll proof it, proof it, proof it, proof it, <laughs> proof it I can't say the Marvellous. word Marvellous <laughs> <laughs> I can't say
2: <laughs> Matt would like to prefix try. what he's about to say with the following
1: I thought it was preface Basically uh, I was trying to get an apartment And I got the apartment and I paid for the apartment Then, when I got into the apartment it Turns out there's building work next door and outside the windows of said apartment For a good four months nice. So didn't tell me that And it's almost like This is part of my job doing the talky recordy thing so.
0: so you were boasting about your gigabit internet
2: Did it have gigabit well, internet? Well it won't be at night
1: in fairness They do have gigabit internet there, yeah that's one of the reasons I wanted it That's cool, that's really cool I might be still moving in anyway because they won't give my money back so much (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Anyway yeah. Let's get on with it shall we
0: Yes, let's get on with it and let's start with the news of the day should we do fresh spanking news?
1: You know why Dan wants to do fresh spanking news? Because he's only reading today's news because he only, <laughs> only <read the> news <laughs> five minutes ago. Okay, I will point out until literally ten minutes ago, this
0: computer would not turn on. Like, it would turn on, it would automatically try and install a new driver and blue screen because that driver was killing it and I didn't have enough time to fix it. It was really annoying because you can't actually turn that off in safe mode. So I have spent a good two hours trying to make this computer fucking work. Thanks, Windows! I ended up just, like, overriding it with a fake not-real driver that seems to do nothing, and it's like, oh, that's fine. So a bit of my computer that I don't know doesn't work, but I think we'll get to that at some point. Computers are great. Computers are so good. Mm. So
1: good. Great luck with them.
0: But yeah, the breaking news... I bought a Dalek. But the other breaking news is that Nintendo NX has a release date. We don't know what it is or how much it's going to be, but we know when it's going to be here. That's like the worst Amazon shop in the world, because normally it's the other way around. You're like, I've paid for a thing, I know what it is, and it won't turn up. But this is the inverse of that. It's coming out March next year, which is really not that far away.
2: I mean, we can reasonably assume year. following like the way Nintendo's been going like the past few generations, it's probably going to be towards the cheaper, less powerful end of the spectrum. Yes. They're probably not going to suddenly jump ship and say, actually, we've created something vastly more powerful than the PS4K and the theoretical PS5, and it's going to be better than the PS6. We're just several generations ahead at this point.
0: Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. Actually, what I, what I was thinking for, maybe the PS4K and Xbox 1.5, whatever the fuck they call it, maybe they moves because Nintendo was going to be like, oh yeah, well our console's now more powerful than the PS4 and Xbox One, because they could do that for a reasonable price. Mm. But maybe these moves, so they go, actually, no, it isn't. Uh, we have this new one out that's more powerful. So maybe it's like an anti-Nintendo device. Maybe they're trying to just, like, finish Nintendo off. Because Nintendo at this moment are absolutely floundering. Mm. They, the Wii U was a flop. Mm. We can now admit that. I mean, yeah, now everyone can agree with me. Because um, I've tried for years to inform you all that the Nintendo was a flop. The Wii U was a flop.
1: I love. The, I like the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, but it was a flop it was a flop you know i i have an interesting thought about the nx and in will it will be back because you know every nintendo console for the past like what three four has been backwards compatible with its previous like completely backwards compatible yep and i'm wondering how would they how how the fuck would they make the nx backwards compatible with the way unless they provided a wee like touchscreen controller with it and i, I don't think they'll do that really i have a doubt they'll do that so how would they make it backwards compatible if not oh. to do that
0: They have to do something because Zelda Wii U is their launch title for it.
1: Yeah, so they're going to do what they did with the fucking Twilight Princess and launch it. Yeah, you mean flip it and make it an
0: entire mirror
2: image of the GameCube version? (laughs) Come on, let's not put that bug the fuck out of me. The reason they
1: did that was because you used the um, swishy controller in your right hand and Link is left-handed, inherently, in all of the Zelda games. So rather than reanimate Link
2: to be the other way around, they thought the quicker way to do that was to flip the entire universe. (laughs) Because that was faster than coming up with new animations for Link's arm. Seriously, I mean, it is an
1: ingeniously clever, like, easy way to do it, really, isn't it? I never noticed when playing on the Wii that it was flipped. And I only noticed when I got the Wii U version. I went, what the fuck?
0: Wait, why wouldn't they just flip the character model?
1: Well, that's a great question. (laughs)
0: Because it's easier to flip the whole universe, okay? (laughs) That's like Professor Farnsworth's ship. It's like, yes, this moves the entire universe around the ship. That seems like the wrong way around for that. I I assume
1: if they they had to flip the character model, they would have had to redo all the animations of him interacting with anything.
0: That's well. You can still interact. Most of the time when in you interact with something, like, it's mostly symmetrical. Mm. You can always just flip the things as well. Well
1: oh, yeah, but like, th- but then in, anim- in the cutscenes, he's going to be backwards as well, isn't he? It? He's going to be mirrored unless you redo all the cutscenes. Mm.
2: But
0: but I. Uh, <laughs> I want to do it, I
2: want to do it the other way around this time, which is rather than just flip it all horizontally, I want to flip it vertically. So the Wii U version <laughs> you have to play upside down, and the NX version you can play the right way up. You're on the ceiling in the Wii U version. It's the only
0: way to sell. That game yeah, that, is to yeah, make sure ha- that everyone. Yeah, the only way to sell the NX is to make sure it's physically unplayable on the Wii U. Yep,
1: I wouldn't be. Surprised. Then again, like,
0: does the Wii U now? We we now know where its, it's life cycle is going to end. Does it actually have anything worth playing on it? yet? nope. Star, Star Fox is already out. Oh my the god, that was destroyed
2: in the. Press. I know, but I mean, like, in terms of like things that anyone might write about, whether or not they're good. Yeah, yeah and there's not really anything left, is there?
1: I mean, okay. The two games I really like are gonna be Splatoon. I think, honestly, yeah, I think Splatoon is so good that that's like a system seller to yep. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's uh, Bayonetta 2, which is a very popular thing. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. A lot of people like Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, Mario Kart 8 is probably the best Mario Kart that, that's existed, but it's still a Ooh, Mario Kart game. Just <laughs> it's just Mario. just a Mario Kart game. Mario Kart uh, Super all the-
2: Circuit on the Game Boy Advance, easily better. Uh-oh. Mario Kart Mario, the, the DS Fat
0: was the most amazing thing. Mario, Mario Kart Maker Super it, Circuit. The GBA things.
2: has the best Rainbow Road. That had the best Rainbow Road oh. ever created. <laughs> in oh. it didn't have one.
1: Them fighting words. Mm-hmm. No, but like I, I think the the um, uh, I forgot So a lot of
0: people are saying it's got Smash. Uh, Smash is on the 3DS. So well, yeah, no, oh, Smash is, the is very 3DS. good.
1: Smash is good, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care. It's 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 a very local multiplayer game and full enough I never have people around. So it's shit.
0: I've <laughs> never played Smash with people. I like the, the new one. I've played, I've played a Smash, lot of it by myself. But
2: Super Smash 64 was my favorite. And since then I think the series has just gone progressively more and more downhill. I just really love 64. I think it was simple and it worked beautifully and it was really nicely balanced and since then it's just got more faster and I I don't know I just don't like it. I don't like it anymore. I didn't like the air dodging. I don't like the new techniques to it i think it was much better when it was simpler in 64 but they added snake they have snake they did they also added a hundred they also added about 727 other new characters and the (laughs) more characters you add to a big complex game where you jump around and have many moves the more unbalanced it gets because it's impossible to balance
0: anymore
1: Oh, we I like trainer. I've
0: never played Smash Bros. Thinking, hey, this is going to be a balanced fight. That's why I play it single player. It's like a ludicrous stabbing people in the air with Toon Link game yeah. for me. Mm. That's well, I that's for. the
1: point Toon Link. Uh, Wind Waker HD is really good. Um, compared, I mean, it's a whole new game compared to actually the original Wind Waker, just because of how like much better. Unlike Twilight Princess, that doesn't look. It looks a lot better Twilight Princess, but you're still playing it and going, eh? Wind Waker HD looks really, really good.
0: <coughs> the original Wind <laughs> Win- <laughs> still looked <laughs> fine. <coughs> <coughs> die <coughs> Please don't die We've
1: still got another few hours left oh, this, this day is so horrible God
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh god No I don't think the like. I think the Wii U is like An entirely skippable console hmm. It never we'll really skip- got like a big name behind it Really Because like the biggest thing it had going for it That I ever re- Like got a lot of press and things Was Smash Bros And Smash Bros was just on the 3DS as well. Mario
1: Maker got a lot of... I mean, Mario Maker got a lot of press... Mario Maker's a weird thing, though, because it's just a 2D platform maker, and a lot of them exist, and I, it just because it has the Mario name on it makes it better yeah. than them.
0: Mm. It kind of... From what, what I can see, it was, it was like a much less interactive little big planet with less yeah. charm, because it's Mario, and he's completely vapid and charmless.
1: I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with it, but at the same time, it's like they're going, well, there's a lot of other things that do this that are more interesting and better that I'd rather play. Mm. Yep. So... But I mean, honestly, right? You can get it for about two hundred and forty pounds now with uh, with games. Like you can get you can get the um, Mario Kart A and the Splatoon pack with the Wii U Premium for like mm-hmm. two hundred and forty pounds. Mm-hmm. And for that price, for two really good games, a decent. I know it's not got a lot of good things on, but uh, you know, compared to the other compared to the other big consoles, I mean, they, it probably has about the same amount of decent exclusives than them at this point. I don't um, know. I'd cool. much rather
0: buy just a PSP.
1: Well, yeah, but well, On yeah, original but DS. for for a home console, and then it has the tablet thing, which I mean is useful as just like a little home tablet if you want they to. They like, never YouTube ever did anything with that. They didn't, no. But you know what? For two hundred and forty pounds, it's a decent little thing. Eh I
0: never. Saw it. it never
1: it never appealed to me. I mean, I, I do
0: technically own one, but Emma's
1: still got it. Yeah, well, it's not. In, I wouldn't call it in an interesting console, but I'd say it's a decent console. <laughs> We don't want
0: decent, decent doesn't do anything Nintendo used to be like We're innovators Like the Wii wasn't for anybody At all The Wii was for grandmas and families And then they went Oh we're going to make this next one For grandmas and families And give it a confusing title And not separate it off well, enough and
1: Well this is another part With the Wii U In that it has a full Wii emulator in So you can play every Wii game Yes As well But it also so. means
0: That it's got about 16 different controllers That you can use for it Oh god I have the Wii U Pro controller I confusing. have the
1: Wii U Normal controller I have the Wii Wii controller <laughs> I fucking like one of the packs comes with them plus like a Wii U fit pad and like a Mario controller and like a fucking steering wheel thing and uh. mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but to the future the NX and how worried we should potentially be that they're not they're basically refusing to show the damn thing off until launch day which to me is kind of like a film that doesn't give press screenings it's generally yeah, a it's worrying
1: sign prob- it's side. probably not it's probably not They'll probably, show, they'll
0: probably teams. just do one of their directs that is just completely hypeless. Well, I find anyone... I mean, I I don't really care for, like, Xbox very much, but I really like E3, and I really like watching Microsoft's conference, because sometimes you get good stuff out of it. But, like, I don't know. I feel it's... it's Nintendo directs are very boring and hypeless, and I tend to not really care about them, because they tend to have about 56 million of the fucking things. But they're not at E3. They're not showing the NX off at E3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is so, very odd. So probably before, like, sort of around March 2017, we will have three new consoles in the field. We'll have the two upgrades to the current ones for PlayStation and Microsoft, and Nintendo will be bringing out a whole brand new console.
1: Microsoft have said they're not doing it, one of those. Yeah, I bet
0: they will. They can say that as much as they want for now, but I totally think they're going to.
1: They probably will, but we should assume... They They, they also say that
0: t- there's lots of good stuff coming out for the Kinect. That was something they were trying to press this week as well. Oh, the Kinect's uh, still yeah. got lots coming well, out for I thought pretty. they gave up so, on the Kinect.
1: What? Wait, really? <laughs> when
0: when yeah, did that they, happen? They are re- recently saying, like, oh, yeah, we're going we're to push the Kinect a lot more. And we're like, mm, okay, well, they're clearly lying what, about Who owns
1: the Kinect? Well. Like, the few people who bought the Xbox One at launch... Yeah, they've, they've, they've even stopped
0: shipping the bastards with the
2: console. No one's got one anymore.
1: Well, this is the issue. You know why one of the reasons I think the Vive is better than the Oculus... Right, It's because it ships with the touch controllers. It ships with the tracking yep. controllers. The Oculus does not, and as a result, every game—if you make a game for the Vive—you know they're going to have those controllers. Yep. And you, every game can give support for them. It's like connect with the, the Xbox One. Connect was pointless because nobody had it, and they tried to push it by bundling it with it, and then they gave up. Which yep. Just killed it. Completely. It's also not very good mm.
0: at no. anything. That's my I mean, you, my you, look at the, you look
1: at the Wii touch controller, you look at the Wii controllers, and you look at the Connect. you look at the PS Move, and, and now we have, like, the Vive, and it's, uh, it's that, uh, you're looking at it going, well, why? I have this now, go away.
0: Yeah, I mean, because, well, I, I've, I've said recently that the Kinect is a peripheral for a games console, the Vive is the next thing. We went, we went, we went stone tablets, like, books... Uh, movie like T V, movies or oh, movies TV actually. Uh, radio, then games. Right books, yeah, radio, radio was somewhere in there. Games and now VR. I I consider it an entirely separate thing, whereas the Connect was just bundled in with games. It's yeah, just more game things.
1: Seems kind of shit, isn't
0: it I like VR. We'll talk about that later. I wanna I wanna I wanna wring Nintendo's neck a little bit further.
1: oh uh, my because- VR uh, they're, they're
0: at E3, they're only showing one game, but they've only got one playable game at E3, and that's Zelda Wii U. It's the new Zelda, which is going to be a launch title for the NX, which is their brand. They've worked on this for absolutely ages and stuff. It's going to be the seller. It's going to be like, oh, the best thing ever. But they're not showing the NX version at E3. They're just mm-hmm. showing the Wii U version, which means they're going to show off a worse version. So why the fuck would you do that?
1: It seems it's it very much... Well, they said it was going to be made for you, Wii U, and it seems to be that's what it was initially started to be developed on, and they're uh, to, and to
0: the Actually, today they've said that it was co-developed. It was built for both at the same time.
1: Mm. Which yeah, does yeah, now mean that. that
0: they've known that the X was a thing three years ago. Wow.
1: Well, um, I like yeah. this game,
0: because you have to just pick out where the company starts lying to you. I, I, I also, apparently, from what I've heard, this is my favourite thing ever, that it's going to still be called Zelda Wii U even when it's on the NX. Wait, really? No. That, that's... That is what that the, apparently the Zelda Wii U is sort of like the title that they're going for because it got very popular. The game is
1: called Zelda Wii U. Yeah,
0: this that's is a, not the Zelda name. I it was protocol. just a call. I thought it was just a Zelda. That was just a code name sort of thing. But I was reading today that because it was so successful on the Smash Bros. So it might be Zelda Wii U, and I assume it will be Zelda and X. But I would love it if okay. the No. Zelda Wii
2: Z- U. Zelda's have to have like sort of pseudo-dramatic titles that vaguely hint at a theme or place within the game, like. Zelda Forlorn Hope or something like that. Zelda Misguided Trip to Aldi. Yeah. It's my Zelda one. Dark Souls. That would be fine. <laughs> Zelda Dark Souls. That would be a fine subtitle for a Good Zelda game. Business. That works. Zelda oh. Grand Theft Auto.
0: Oh,
1: God. I would love to see, like, a Bloodborne like and an, an Zelda crossover. One, I like, would this... not. No, it would just be the worst thing, and that's why it I'd love to see it.
0: Would be awful. Oh, my God. They just call it Zelda U. That's what they're going to call it. Zelda U. That, or U. Because right, one of the reasons I think the Wii, the Wii U did <laughs> so badly. Oh, God.
1: The think <laughs> it did so badly is because of its name. Uh, no, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. That is the only reason it did so badly.
1: Well, yeah, we can accept that that's... That, I would say that that is
0: reason number one, giant 30-foot flaming letters, this is how we fucked this up. Yeah,
1: and a way to confuse it even more by launching a game called Zelda Wii U, or Zelda U, or whatever, for two systems, one which people still think is the Wii, and a new one, but also called it the Wii the Zelda Wii U for the NX but people think it's for the Wii, but also the NX and what's the NX? Uh. I hope the NX's actual name is like the Wii Z or
0: something (laughs) The Wii Z Or Wii 2,
1: they just call it Wii 2 Oh god, no, they're gonna do I'd love if they did what the fucking 3DS is, gonna be called the Wii U New, the new Wii U
0: Oh Oh my god That would be the best thing.
1: I could totally see them doing that, though. It's a sad thing. The new Wii U. Like, I joke about that, but I could totally see them acting. I do
0: like that that they really fucked up the naming of the new 3DS. Sorry, they really fucked up the naming of the Wii U, and then they just did the exact same fucking thing with the new 3DS.
1: I mean, at least with the 3DS... Because they don't think that
0: people actually have conversations about these things. It's just
2: Well, they—they they the their like... legal department does everything they can to stomp out anyone having conversations about these things online, so that's probably where that's they're true. coming from. That's but the, the thing is,
1: though, at least with the 3DS, the new 3DS, it was much like the PS4.5, kind of more of an incremental upgrade, while the Wii U was a whole new console. Mm-hmm. So I think they fucked up more there with the Wii U than at least the yeah. new 3DS. There might just be it's an right, element the to which 2. they just
2: don't care anymore because that's not where the money's coming from anymore. The money's it's coming from fans, Amiibos... And Pokemon Micro. and Pokemon Go and a huge number of mobile stuff that's now going to be coming out according yeah. to the most recent statements from Can Nintendo. I make a
1: disclaimer? As I, I I bought two more Disney Infinity figures. What was that? What?
0: What was that in English?
1: I said I bought uh, two more Disney Infinity figures.
0: And what wow. figures were they, Matt?
1: Wow. It was it was Judy Hopps and and the other the Foxman from. From Zootopia
0: Wow You've actually made me sad I would like to point out That the other money sink That's like that Is Lego Whatever the fuck it's called Dimensions And I've only bought one of them Because it was fucking Chell And you can't get her In a regular Lego no. set
1: Yeah So well, well that's it No I've got I've got Like three amiibos Which are just the two ones. ones well, I've got four Because they've got this out of the, Like sky Like fucking um, Twilight Princess one Because it came with the game and I don't like the Amiibos very much, but the, the Disney Infinity ones, they're just really, really nice models. Like, they're just so well-painted and sculpted. But they
0: are very well-painted, but they're buying into the idea of DLC being hidden behind another thing. They, they are, like that but, idea. for example,
1: you can get Disney Infinity figures for about 4 or £5, pounds, and that's a good price for a nice model.
0: That's true, but that's also because they're a bit shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody really cares about Disney Infinity, because nobody Well, that's it, and they're nicer because
1: when you buy the animated characters, like... The Star Wars ones look like shit, but, you know, I have the Inside Out ones and uh, the Zootopia ones, and they just look really nice when they're, like, actually based off the animated characters, because they look like the animated character. Oh,
0: mm, yeah, Matt, Matt,
1: you
2: haven't told us. Mm. I know. Has yeah, anyone seen it. the footage of the eight minutes of Pokemon Go that was doing the rounds online over the past few days? I
0: did it looked like the most boring pile of tripe in the world
2: it does look like they've kind of taken out large parts of the kind of the fun and tactics like catching pokemon now doesn't involve like status conditions or weakening them or you know getting them down to low hp but then choosing the right pokemon i think it does just seem to be basically walk to location where pokemon is then just start tossing pokeballs that you're buying with real world money through microtransactions until you happen to get presumably lucky because it's a catch rate as usual in pokemon games and then you catch the Pokemon. And that appears to be all
0: it is to catching, which is very disappointing, if that's what it is. They've realised that all the games they've made would fit microtransactions perfectly, so they're just following that natural course.
1: Gotta buy them all. (laughs) But it's
0: much worse
2: than that, because in the statements that came out recently, they've made clear that they're now planning to start tying mobile games together to major platform releases and fucking up and hamstringing major platform releases unless you also play the
0: mobile game yeah you Um, think in the you think in Pokemon um, Mun and Soon or whatever the fuck they're called Probably not Mun and Soon. I should have said Sun and Moon because that's how it actually was. I was like, they're weird words, but I'm going to go with them. Mm. Yeah, probably that will tie with Pokemon Go and there'll be Pokemon that you can only catch by playing Pokemon Go.
2: Animal Crossing is the one we now have confirmed where they have have specifically said, and I quote from Nintendo's own statement by playing both Animal Crossing games, users will find increased enjoyment. Which is a polite right. way of saying that if you don't want to play the mobile game, we're going to give you a worse experience. We're going to deliberately there's, there's make another the way console to read version that. that you're going to buy at full price worse to try and incentivize you to play a mobile game with microtransactions in it.
0: That there's is another what that thing is saying into and into it is that.
2: disgusting.
0: There's a more important thing to read into that. That means they're making another proper Animal Crossing game. Yes, but one That's that will be deliberately
2: thing. filled with little calls to action to make you try and download that nice little mobile app. This
1: if we can look at Assassin's Creed Unity as the clusterfuck of every bad um, sort of business game decision that we all hate Uh Uh and one of the things in Assassin's Creed Unity that was sort of like that is a lot of chests started around the city oh yeah oh yeah yeah to get it was like you must be level whatever in the mobile app and the mobile app was filled with microtransactions.
2: yep does the mobile app even exist anymore because that also basically time limited their game to where now if you play it in the future even once they fixed it, you well, won't be able to experience large parts of content anymore no. because well, they the fi- app will exist. They fixed
1: this. They realized how badly because there was about five different online services for us in the community. There was, there was like the, um, there was one which was just like an online web, like yeah. a Facebook game type thing. Then there was the mobile app, and then there was the UPlay store, and then there was the multiplayer like clan thing. And so there's, there ended up being a bit like so many chests locked to different things, and they ended up. I went back at recently. All of them were removed. They're, they're there and you can just get into them. They've clear, closed down all these services and ah, packed it so well you can have to come the services.
2: That is good at least. They have slightly future-proof to their game.
1: I mean, it still runs. I mean, e- even in t- 10 years, I don't think it'll run well. <laughs> even on like the, in, a, in the newest card in 10 years, it probably won't run well still.
2: Well, no, it wasn't a good game to begin with. And t- taking out mm-hmm. some of the more obnoxious bits will not make it less not good. But... At least it's not a game that's going to be literally lost to time, like a game where the servers are just switched off.
1: Yeah, no, that's something at least. Still, though, that's a good example of, like, uh, is it going? To, uh, are Nintendo going to do something like that, where there's just, like, this obnoxious kind of thing, or is it going to be more direct, or is it going to be more, like, literally just like a companion app?
2: Yeah. We know of, we know of Animal Crossing, we know of Fire Emblem. Obviously, we already knew about Pokemon Go. To the best of my knowledge, I think we only have those three confirmed at this point for mobile apps. Fire Emblem worries me hard. because Fire Emblem to... is famous for having permadeath. So having microtransactions in a game where if someone dies they're gone forever strikes me as going to very exploitative
0: places potentially. What's that you can pay more money and not die?
1: Mhm. I mean we could look at me 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 Tomo. This is their problem. first sort of mobile app with microtransactions in. Mhm. And the way they're done in that is it's very standard microtransactions. It's the f- same, you know, five bundle type, coin deal mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but they're being very generous with what you get for free, and then I've not actually had to buy any coins to do anything in the game,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. you get bonuses just for logging in every day. And I, it's ah, uh, it's just it seems like they're dipping their toe in the water with this to see how much they make.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're probably making an absolute bollock ton from what I've heard.
1: Yeah. It's going that I mean, way
0: everywhere, because like it, this has got less attention,
2: but uh, Microsoft earnings report came out recently, I think that was about a week ago as well, and they've basically those show that the money they're making off traditional traditional sales, consoles and games, is going down, and the amount of money they're making off Xbox Live and microtransactions is going up, and, it's, mm. and it makes it clear that it looks like Nintendo wants to go in exactly the same direction, we're going into, the entire industry is shifting in this direction. Where the old business yeah. model is fading in favor of more online microtransactions, small payments, nickel and diming people. I, I'm i sad. I'm sad that that appears to be a thing that the companies, whether they are being forced into it or whether they are themselves encouraging it and creating it is a different question. But mm, I'm sad.
1: Yeah, an interesting thing. Um, I did almost buy... Uh, game tickets in, in Mitomo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to take seductive bread pictures for John. Y- yes, and, you've
2: got uh, one of them pinned. It's really, really disturbing.
1: I do. But to get that bread outfit, you have to play like a, this like arcade game, and to play the arcade game, you need tickets, or you need to spend the in-game money. And uh, that goes quite quickly. And I ran out, and I was very tempted to buy some just so I could get this bread outfit, so I could take seductive pictures and send them to John, but I didn't. So, well done, me. Well done. Thank you.
0: Very welcome. Yeah, I have no interest in microtransactions. See, the one game that I actually like that Nintendo makes is Animal Crossing. And I've said many times that the best menu system any Nintendo console could ever have would be Animal Crossing. You boot the console up and as you boot the console up you appear in your house in Animal Crossing and then you have like the standard discs menu and stuff all in sort of one of your rooms of your house. But then you go out and it's a full Animal Crossing game. So you're actually, instead of having sort of a menu, you have more of an interactive... And genuinely, then everyone gets Animal Crossing. And because it's your menu, you'll actually... It's an Animal Crossing, you'll keep playing, and then you could slide in a few of your stupid DLC things that you want. So to what replace we'll sort of in. like
1: knees with like Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, you generally would have a sort of a... You could Animal Crossing them up, I suppose. But then it would... Yeah, so you just, as you turn the console on, you're playing Animal Crossing from the get-go. Like, they literally code it into the bus. And then it's just a much more fun sort of experience... Um, You can obviously turn it off and just go to standard menus and stuff, but a much more fun sort of experience and everyone gets a nice game out of it. But by the sound of this, it just looks like we're going to get an Animal Crossing game that's been ripped apart because they're trying to sell shit on the mobile thing. Because Animal Crossing is like the only game where wait timers make sense. Because everything will be done tomorrow. Because you play it for a few minutes today and then you go on to tomorrow. Whereas most mm. games with wait timers, like, you're going to wait till tomorrow. There's no reason for it, it's just going to take a particularly long time. A dungeon keeper, 24 hours to wait to dig out a fucking hole. Hey, Simpsons hit and run, 90 fucking days to wait for whatever the fuck that was.
1: Not Simpsons hit and run, Simpsons tapped out. <coughs>
0: whatever, yeah, well, they're both terrible games. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> one slightly more frustratingly terrible than the other, but we'll get to that later. Probably uh, yeah, just... stuff. Oh, God. All the new Futurama. I was so excited about that. A Futurama game. Please don't be shitty. Please don't be a Simpsons tapped out sort of thing. It's a match three puzzler. Oh,
1: balls. Oh. I'm sad. <sighs> well, it's I'm sad it's now. Fine. As a
0: Futurama yeah. fan, I'm used to being abused. Pretty sad already. but it's Already sad. But, yeah, the, the, the microtransactions that they could put into... Animal Crossing, like, oh, you're building a house, where if you buy someone on uh, Twitter call them Platinum Bells, you, then, uh, you, you know, you could spend a few Platinum Bells, and then it will be built today, and they can actually completely destroy the fabric of what makes that game great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is a bad thing. In fact, it's very bad. In fact, Nintendo getting... See, that's I'm kind of glad that... Because I think the company that's kind of shifting furthest into this is Nintendo, and that's great, because they're the company that I care least about. But when it starts coming over to companies that I like, then I will be angry. But then again, I kind of won't because I am on the VR train now, baby. I don't give a oh. shit about your video games. I would oh. argue this. This is the argument I'm going to make now, and this is a uh, one of the most difficult arguments I'm ever going to make. I think the Vive has the greatest launch lineup of anything ever. Does the funny thing is, well, the funny
1: thing is, the, well, the funny thing is not, nothing, nothing on it is particularly interesting. It's just interesting because it's in VR most of it, and. It's so VR so good that it makes those. That is why that is kind of the good. argument, is
0: that it's so far in advance that everything I've played on there has been some of the most hmm. like my well, list of mediocre? top games of the year are just all them. Because right. even yeah. though they're sort of they're not like pushing ridiculous boundaries or anything, there is so much fun and newness and interest and excitement there. How much but longevity I'm, I'm, do you think there is though? You see, I... I after I you've the
2: experienced who, them for the first few hours, do you think you'll ever want to go back after... Is there any actual replayability to these at all? What no. have had the experience?
0: I would say no, but, and this is a big but, I don't really go in for games with replayability. I have to play through once and then be done with it and then go on to something else. So for me, it really fits. I, I mean, that's what I really like about the this lineup of games, is that a lot of them are something you play for a short while, and then you're done with, and then you put it away and you play with the next thing. And I really like that. I'm actually getting through games for the first time in forever. There are some that are doing me... I'm actually spending quite a lot of time in. Um, Audio Shield is one. That's got infinite replayability, because it can literally play any music track from your... uh, it's It's a rhythm action game, and it plays any music track from your hard drive or online. It just... It's amazing. Uh, it's a really solid game But my favourite one has been Job Simulator And there'll be yeah, a couple of videos really on that coming up
1: Interesting game like just It's really, uh...
0: the most fun I have had in a game in So long Because it doesn't feel like a game It's so much more It feels like I'm part of a big play Like I'm just doing this role in this play And it lets me be a lot more creative than other stuff It lets me be really silly And there are in the one of the, the levels that you can do which is the garage level, there is uh, Justin Rowland of Rick and Morty fame, right, all the voices of Rick and Morty, pretty much. He is doing a radio show. He has two radio shows as weird characters and things.
1: Oh, he's in the... Uh, the uh, he's in the lab as well. He's in a yeah, he's lot in the of these position. VR things, which yeah. I'm really
0: happy about. And I believe he, he's making some VR games as well.
1: Yeah. I think the, the thing that got me most for like, you know, in Jobs, was, was seeing someone pick up the kettle, put it under the tap put the other hand over it turn on the tap fill the kettle like while holding it mm-hmm. and then put the kettle on on the oven and then turn off the tap simultaneously mhm that simple simple thing is not possible it's, without VR yeah
0: there's so much that's not possible without VR i mean i'm i mean it's it's not not it's not just the fact that i'm loving playing by myself it's the videos that i'm making with it are just so much fun because i can just do so much with it and I get so much more personality and stuff across because like, it is a proper full-on... like I've become part of it. It becomes more of an act. It's a lot more physical. And I have so much more fun making it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, like, the, the, the tilt brush thing is a nice introduction video to VR but then we'll hit Job Simulator on Saturday and oh boy! Well, it's
1: kind of it, like, like more thing? of a vlog sketch but
0: it's, weir- it's a weird thing. But the thing is that I've played them all by myself as well and I have think. such a good time just being silly by myself. Because you're totally immersed in the world, and then you're just following along, and you're like, this is just stupid. Like, you're sticking bananas in people's tailpipes before they leave, and like, ah, fuck you. And it's just, it's your own little create, bunch of creativity that has, like, immediate payoff. And it's there, and it's, like, visceral, because it's literally there in front of you.
1: Mm. Mm. I like oh, VR. That, uh, Pretty solid. I took my payment for the Vive today, which means it should ship very soon. Ooh. And I'm so excited. And at be. the same time, incredibly annoyed because I have no space here to do it. I was planning on doing it in a new apartment. Mm-hmm. Which has it, yeah. I have
0: literally the bare minimum space in my office. Like, the, literally the smallest amount of space possible. What What's the, so what's the viable done. space it needs? It needs 2 metres by 1.5 metres, which is quite a if small can, space, but it's if pretty. If you can sit okay.
1: down and, and, mo- and. You can move set it up to control. just be a
0: sit down as well, so you don't actually need to have the big walkie roundy games, but you can do that. I
2: might have to measure the space in the area I recall, because I'm not I'm probably just 2 by 1.5.
0: Just. Yeah, that's the, I was, I'm was. i exactly... I'm like 2.2 by 1.6 or something, so I'm just on the thing. But of course, you can come to... Like, I think it's 5 by 5 metres. And it's...
1: Yeah. Yeah, my office area is a little bit... I'm starting to maybe half a metre by, like, a metre and a half. <laughs> Aww.
0: That's sad. Normal. But it is... It's... it's Something else. It's, uh, VR is something very. Sp- like I have like I was going into it like this is going to kind of be cool because I did the Oculus One Dev Kit when it was like brand new and I was like oh that was interesting but you know there's a lot of work there and now I'm like yeah I'm going to spend a lot of time in this. I don't I don't think it's like entirely there yet. I will say there are there are some problems that I have with the Vive. Go on. Um, the, now after a lot more playing that I've done, but they're all sort of on they're very tiny things. Like there is a slight wobble to it. If you're standing perfectly still, there is a teeny tiny wobble. But apparently you can eliminate this somehow by doing lots of tests and setting things up in certain ways. And I, I do have, I have slightly botched the setup because of the, the, the way I've got to set it up. Sorry, I can't, it's a rented place, I can't screw into the wall. So I've got one of the things is slightly too low, so that might be causing it. But it does mean if I stand perfectly still and stare at something, it has a very, very slight wobble.
1: Mm, which is it's, noticeable.
0: it's not noticeable I would say if I was standing still and not doing something it's not noticeable but if I'm playing in the theatre mode where you basically if you want to bung on 2K16 or Dark Souls or something and you want to play it on a big cinema screen because it's so close to the screen when you're reading the text you can see it and that's the only time I see it uh, but it is very slight and that's bad. kind of Although,
1: it if you can fix it
0: yeah like... if I can fix it I mean I, want to fix the theatre mode I just need to sit a bit further back Yeah, because it's, it's a Oops. bit too big for me it's because I've got my, my glasses and shit Fits with my glasses that's
1: really well as well. When I get my Vive, me and you are fucking playing Hover Junkers and I'm, I will have no argument.
0: That's fine. That is one of, that's still on my list. There are so many games up for the Vive at the moment, but that is still on my list. I haven't touched it yet. Mm. There's a lot of things that I still have to get to. My least favourite game so far is Universe Sandbox 2, which has its own Vive version. Um... There is a video on this, but there, there will be a video on this. But the, the reason that that is my least favorite game is because it, it is it is the most terrifying video game I've ever played in my entire life. Right, it is horrific, and that's because your creation, like your your one, it, so it's entirely built from VR. It's the, none of the menus and stuff exist. It's all rebuilt entirely for VR. So, like, your first thing will drop you in a solar system and there's the Earth just sitting there and you can shrink it and you can make it big and it all feels very, you know, Iron Man sort of UI sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, this is very interesting. And then you load up something where it's, like, small. So I load up, like, sort of the dice and things and I'm like, oh, look, there's some dice and thing. But, like, you default to creating the moon. So, because you you can still create things and fling things into other things and you can create a meteorite. You you can crash the Earth into the moon and watch that happen at full size. And that is... That's terrifying. Cool. It's terrifying, because the creation tool defaults to create a moon. So you've got this sort of ghost, like, in the distance. It's like you'll create it in the distance, so you can see, like, a ghost of a moon. But it's the size of the moon! It's huge! And if you create it, it's just a big moon there. I mean,
1: can you stand on the Earth and make a moon crash into you?
0: I honestly bottled before I got too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say absolutely you can. This is the best I don't major- know, I don't know how Mask remake ever. I don't know how big you can get, actually, the, um... The scale of it all. I don't think you can... It is actually full, sort of, that scale. It might be, I don't know. But it is terrifying. You can, sort of, fly around and stuff, which is nice. And there's a little TARDIS that I found hidden away at one point. Um, it's also... It doesn't have everything Universe Sandbox does. And it is... It's, like, it's the buggiest game that I've played. I actually got stuck in it for a while, which is VR fucking nightmares. because um, I could... I literally could have got all the controls came my responses, so I'm just floating in space, like, well, i die here. But, um... Yeah, so it's got. That's got a few issues to it, but it's. That was the thing that made me go, oh wow, VR's going to be really scary. There
1: was a great game I played on the DK2 um, before they changed the uh, back end and it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> there were two great games playing on the DK2, actually. One was you were in this somewhat. Two, like a. Two, like it was like a, a large shuttlecraft, like a two uh-huh. seater shuttlecraft, dodge. And you just flew around the solar system. It wasn't mm-hmm. like. It was like Rodinian said everything was proper size.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And. There was no real purpose. It was just explore. Mm-hmm. But it was so well done. Like everything you had to go through, like these warp gates and everything to get to each planet. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't You couldn't land on them, but you could get very close. And I just think remember arriving at... Uh, it, was, it was one of the gas giants, I can't remember. I remember trying to go into the gas giant. Mm-hmm. And as I went in, and everything just turned to this, like, very thick... I, I couldn't see... And I was, f- I was genuinely terrified, because I didn't know if I was gonna explode or where I was going, and it was this horrible feeling, and it was that VR was amazing, and yeah. also another one uh, was uh, it was like it was an X-wing and flying around near the Death Star and shooting Tie Fighters, and that was incredible. That was I, I turned around and there was r 2D2. Oh I know. That too.
0: Oh, I have thought of another game I didn't like on the Vive. And that was elite dangerous because the text is too fucking small
1: and I can't read it. Oh fuck! I on the DK two, it's so bad that since the resolution is so low, you can't even read the text. Yeah, so it's terrible.
0: Yeah, I can I can't I make out any of it. I mean, I do I do have a slight extra blur because like the the lenses blur at the edge, and because I'm, I have massive glasses, they blur at the edge as well. So it blurs the edge a lot more for me. So I do have. Do you slight...
1: need the gl- do you need to wear the glasses? Because a lot of people don't need to wear their glasses in. Yeah, I fucking
0: need to wear glasses. I'm blind as a fucking bat. I can't mm-hmm. see shit with it without my glasses on. Like, not even slightly. But it's like people who are like, oh, I've got plus one or plus one and a half. The, the VR will correct that or something. I don't know. But yeah. I've got fucking plus eights over here, so I'm fucking, fucking Mister Magoo. I'm blind and I can't see <laughs> shit. I've got like Professor Farnsworth is like his massive bottle glasses. That's what mine used to look like until I got them like thinned down. So
1: yeah, sexy.
0: But yeah, so elite I John just so tried and I just I just couldn't get the uh I couldn't read the text or anything, which made it sort of an issue. But I don't know if that's just again a glasses
1: issue or whatever. But I don't want to John, buy. VR are you going to buy-
0: contacts?
1: Johnny, are you going to join us and buy VR cuz I have held off for
2: now. Here. It's a lot of money. It's a big amount of money for the Vive.
1: I
0: see from the YouTuber's perspective, perspective my uh, argument was I'm going to buy this cuz I know I'm going to make a lot of videos with it. Mhm. And I know, I mean, if it was decent, I was going to make a lot of videos with it, and then it would be, you know, it would pay for itself, as it were.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was the plan, but... um <laughs> That was the plan. But my, uh, I'm pretty... I don't know, it's something else. It's, it really blew me away. I haven't been blown away by a game for quite some time, or anything like this. I mean, I'm very much looking forward to getting Euro Truck Simulator working with it, because apparently that has now been modded into the Vive. At that point, cool. could you just become a truck driver?
2: Would yes. that potentially be easier and also if pay you? If that
0: works properly as I think it would, I'm going to buy myself a steering
1: wheel. No, I think he means actually, literally become a truck driver. Yeah. Like
0: why not you, you actually do that? I can do it from the comfort of my own five headset. Because well, they
1: pay you for doing it in real life.
0: Yes. But... This I paid for playing games anyway, so... We, we've got, we've well, come dangerously close
2: to the Simpsons yard work simulator joke.
0: We are. Oh, my God. Playing job simulator. That's all the jokes I want to make all the time. I'm like, that's exactly what this is. That's all mm. this is. But, yeah, it's, it's nice. And uh, the best thing about it is they actually realise that people are going to want to see this shit on YouTube, so they kick out a nice 1080p video stream for you to use. Mm. Ha, ah, that's the best thing. So I can actually get videos of this thing and do it all together. Make it proper. I've got two job simulator videos in a row. Um, I'll see how people deal with those. They might become four because I would love to do each job. So I was literally going to go through all four jobs in one video, and then I got so much fun stuff happening that I just did one for each video. Well, I may have to get one of these. These sound very. These sound <laughs> so fun. good. It's it's like it's just my favorite one in that is the in job simulator is the is just like sitting behind the shop door, like fucking clerk style, just behind the just behind the jump. And giving people lottery tickets and that sort of thing. And doing lottery tickets myself when no one's there. I'm just getting the love When you win. My only downside with Job Simulator is that they could quite easily have given it sort of like a random mode. Where you get sort of a nice bit of longevity. There is something when you finish all of them. I don't want to spoil what it is. But it's not like a random mode. The way that the people will come in are always the same. And it's it's always like 14 to 16 steps on all of the games. You always have the same jobs to do. So it is again everything seems it does feel a bit tech demo-y, but it's also some of the best gaming experiences I've ever had, and it does last like hours. So How is I mean the I expect... pricing
2: gonna work for this. Like are the games when they start coming out rather than just being included in the launch, are they
0: going to be appropriately cheaper this than traditional is games? Interesting because oh, a
1: lot of them are like thirty pounds for basically a game. Job
0: Simulator game. came out at forty dollars. And then they priced out, they knocked that price down $10 permanently because they said, okay, now we've seen sort of what everybody else is doing and the field sort of settling. So at the moment it's everywhere, but it's starting to sort of settle around. Um, it's quite, it seems to be a bit more expensive than a standard game for the sort of longevity and thing, but I'm okay with that because it's so much better. It's like when people are like, oh, you've spent, you know, £60 and it's only a... What, what's a the game these days? £40 and it's only like a five-hour game. I'm like, yeah, but I, I like music. I go to concerts and that shit's just an hour and a half for hundreds sometimes. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll not do that. We'll not argue that. I don't know. I think the vibe is if you've got the money, like I bought fucking every game that could come out for it because I'm so fucking hyped by everything. I'm like, oh, I'm there. oh I'm there. horror shooter, fuck that one, but everything else feels pretty yeah, good. yeah. Oh my god, I'm not doing horror games in that. I can I can barely deal with the fact that the moon exists in VR. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to deal with zombies <laughs> no. running at my face. That's just terrifying. I remember just I remember parody. one of the things I tried in the DK2. It was because on the DK2, obviously, there was no store, so it was just a lot of trying to find. Yeah. Things to download, like tech demos. I remember one of the things I tried, it was like a grid based dungeon crawler thing. What, well, I don't what it was. You know, you...
0: Do, well, what's, it, what's that? There is one. The thingy one. There is a grid based dungeon crawler that's in 3D. And I'm wondering if it was that. Is it the turn based one?
1: I don't know. Well, it was, I, I, don't, I can't remember.
0: Okay.
1: It probably was. I mean, movement's turn based, but combat wasn't. I can't remember what it was, but I, I distinctly remember like going through. And moving along, and going, oh, it's quite dark. I didn't know it was a horror game. Then I I looked up at a hole in the roof. Uh And then a a monster jumped down (laughs) at me. (laughs) And it's it's so much worse. I'm pretty... I hate jump scares normally, like in a normal screen when I know they're coming. But when I don't know the jump scare's coming, and it's literally real to me...
0: Yeah. (laughs) I shit there are VR is a
1: bit strange.
0: Cause like I will I will like rest my controller on shit that doesn't exist and just let go of it and it yeah. will just like dangle onto the wrist strap I'm like, oh yeah, that's not a real thing. Uh, but the other started to happen well. to me? The other thing started to happen to me, so I'm like, okay, none of this actually exists. But then like in real world, I have smashed my hand into my desk trying to reach something that was on the floor. There was a desk in the way, yeah. but the desk doesn't exist. So VR does kind of get in your head a little bit. I think it's a bit. Well, this sounds like scary. the beginning of a horror is what film. Astronauts do? It kind of does. Okay. VR. Yeah, I've watched that
1: because I, I know a lot of astronauts. Sort of a lot of times when they get back to Earth after being on the ISS for a while, they'll just sort of be holding something and just let go of it in midair because they expect it just to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll they'll just be like, oh, "Okay, here's a pen, right?" And they let go of the pen to to do something with it, and then it falls to the ground, and they get very confused.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that. This I mean,
2: basically the story of the the bloke the the FBI bloke in heavy rain. He got really obsessed yes. he suddenly couldn't he had done too much virtual reality and all of a sudden he starts seeing little tanks crawling on his desk even when he's just augmented I thought
0: that was just augmented reality, not virtual reality. Um, he still had his desk in the He turned his way.
2: office into like a lovely little autumn wonderland. So kind of a mix... I guess it's probably still augmented reality, just very augmented reality. If you start yeah, bleeding well, from your nose, stop using the Vive. I believe for all
0: the time, dude. Well,
1: someone someone's made an interesting <laughs> point in the chat about, about sort of how many people are going to have heart attack due to the VR. I don't think people are necessarily going to have heart attack, but you know the way sort of like um, oh no, people, people are going like to die a... in VR. People are going to
0: absolutely die but, playing VR. No,
1: this is the thing, right? You know PTSD, right? Yeah. Okay. Could you legitimately get PTSD from VR because it's so realistic from doing something horrific in VR?
0: I think it can do, but I don't think actual PTSD because you can walk away from it immediately. It can be a, yeah. it can be something that screws you up. For a moment, but then you realise you could walk away from it.
1: Well, yeah, but do, you, but do you think, like, the horror thing? Like, like that jump thing on me, in like, really low-res sprites. I want to point out, it was, like, style, like, N64. Like, Snares style. Like, Doom. It was, like, Doom-level yeah. quality. And it's something really realistic. Almost yeah. certainly,
2: yes. Because do you remember when um, Avatar, the film, came Ooh. out recently? And there were stories in the press about people recently. who had seen it 14 times and were reporting depression because they were so sad that they weren't part of the the navi race for example they got so into it because it was so yes because it was and 3d and you know, clearly there were mad there are mad people in the world so if people can get really obsessed with you know a two and a half hour 3d film yes some people will get obsessed in positive and negative ways with vr some people will become so obsessed with it that they use it way 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 too well, much star, and it's stop it's being able to function in the real this. world and some people will it's screw themselves up, being too yeah. scared by well,
1: it. There's, yes. an, there's an ensign in one of the start. I think in the next generation, and that they've created this hollow, um, world for themselves, mm-hmm. and they just they have this addiction to it, and it like it's so realistic that they keep. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember his name. He was sort of like a half main character, but like they've they've covered like Star Trek have covered a lot about like VR and sort of virtual reality, yeah, and how it can affect people. And I'm, I'm genuinely. I, I am genuinely curious, like how Yeah, how it's gonna fuck people up. In, it's gonna like, fuck horrible like, really Oh it's gonna fuck people up. Like really not
0: massively.
1: just Well not just getting not just getting obsessed, but you know, like like a fucking demon spawn hell beast like jumping out at you when you're not expecting and gnawing your face off in VR it's probably going to fuck with you if you're not, exp- if you're not adverse to it. Like, Pe- people fuck can be with you. fucked
2: with royally even just by getting obsessed with something. People die and let family members and infants die because of World of Warcraft. God only knows what the death toll from VR is going to oh, be. Oh no,
1: there is a positive here though. The controllers need charging so people have to take a break.
0: <laughs> That's true. You don't have them plugged in. Yeah, I don't th- Actually, I don't think they pick up while they're charging because they, uh, they, they yeah. completely go into charge mode. Oh, that's probably a good so save. You have to point. take
1: a break. No,
2: people, people will just buy two or three sets. They'll just have multiple different sets of vibes. That's,
0: yeah, that's very
2: true. They'll get round it. the It's a matter of bastards. time until we have the to the take... story of someone who lives their entire life in virtual reality now because they've got multiple different setups in one room where they just switch from one to the other and they actually get anxiety attacks when they're taking off one headset and putting on the other it's gonna happen just well, just wait
1: well this is it i i was sort of thinking about this where i get getting this part when go because I, I i don't have a living room right now so i was debating i was going do i even need a living room because i could do it in vr you could like, could i just make a living room in vr and just do just have that the dystopia worse. Screen.
2: <laughs> no, There's, that was this. I was saying that. Like no. Why don't we just no, all live in kids. tubes and imagine the rooms are there? Ooh.
1: Honestly, right? I don't mind the Matrix. The Matrix doesn't seem like that bad a thing. <laughs> Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are harvesting you for for, for batteries, but the Matrix in it's a, like living in the Matrix we, doesn't seem just, like a bad read, thing. The Matrix would
2: be a good thing if read, everyone in it were happy <laughs> and there were wish fulfillment. But the thing is, you get to people get to live out really horrible, horrible lives within the Matrix while still being a battery. The Matrix only seems cool because you assume if you were in the Matrix, you'd be like Neo and you'd be able to fly and do martial no, arts and whatever. No, not you, even like you Neo. Might not. Just, you might have the boring life. office job in the Matrix.
1: Yeah, but that's still like real life, innit? It's not. It's not as good as going out and being like, "Oh, I'm a shit guy and with holes all over me, living in a fucking hovercraft with, fucking, fucking, uh, what was his name?" Yeah, but you get to go. You, you get then? to
2: go and have the sex raves in the middle of the earth. That's probably I'm better not,
1: than a no, That's, that's sec- probably better that than the an office job. Worst bit. I'd much rather I'm be not all a fan just, of the sex rave.
0: I'd rather just be turned to Agent Smith. That'd be my thing.
1: Mm-mm. Uh what are you gonna say, Dan? You, uh...
0: I was gonna say I wanna retcon the uh, the idea that the the matrix captured people and turned them into batteries, the robots did, because that's not what they did. They they turned them into processing power. They used them to process the matrix. The matrix being processed for all the people that were in it. Um, they actually that was the original plan for the script, but they changed it because Warner Bros went, Oh no one's gonna understand that turned into batteries. So I just assume Walkish yeah, is wrong.
1: And, like, and like, scientific sense for batteries power. makes no sense because humans yeah, are a terrible humans, battery, like that. Okay, what else is there to talk about then, then, then well, I, want, John has a I want
2: to talk about the hugely important possibly entire industry changing return. The most important thing that has happened this month, this year, possibly this decade, possibly since the millennium, possibly ever, actually. Mm-hmm. Which is John Romero is back. Dun, dun, dun. Now, for many of you, possibly you won't actually know who the bloody hell John Romero is, because especially younger people, he's he's been gone for quite a while. Um, basically, John Romero was one of the creators of the original Doom and Quake. And then that's pretty much it. Then there's a whole bunch of emptiness and failure in the meantime, <laughs> uh, which was... <laughs>
1: He created a new Doom map like a month, a couple of months ago, didn't he? Like a mod. He
2: did, which was, I assume, kind of him just kind of gently reintroducing himself into the public realm ahead of uh, what he's actually uh, decided to do, which is ahead of, yeah, basically, um, basically just for the history, his failure is ultimately epitomised by Daikatana, a game which basically just reads Duke Nukem forever, a game that was in development forever, constantly being cancelled and restarted, and just turned into an utter mess that nobody really liked. Um, but then, despite that massive failure, despite how hyped up he... despite how, He's basically Peter Molyneux. He's Peter Molyneux, and possibly with even more failure involved. Um, but despite That's having harsh. had about...
1: That's very harsh. I know yeah.
2: that is harsh, but that him and I mean, Peter, Peter Molyneux should just go and Molyneux. get drunk together. And swap oh. ridiculous stories that aren't in any way true about oh, things that They'll make something aren't going terrible
1: and steal everyone's money. Yeah, oh. they'd
2: make a brilliant game together. It would be marvellous. Um, so having mm. had about a decade off to learn some humility and the value of, you know, not making ridiculously outlandish promises and bigging up his own importance as a ridiculously powerful, important alter creator. On April the 20th, he launched a video on YouTube, which is basically a parody of the end of Star Wars Episode 7 with himself in the role of Luke Skywalker. Where Adrian <laughs> Cormack... Coes up to him wearing a robe in the middle of a rural area that looks a bit like the island bit at the end of Star Wars Episode 7 and hands him a keyboard back in place of the lightsaber to <laughs> indicate that mighty, mighty Luke Skywalker John Romero has returned unto us, suggesting that his ego has actually grown even further. <laughs> In the 10 years he's been missing. And the amazing thing is, this remarkable video, and I think it's called John Romero The Return, it it's, didn't even announce anything. It was pre-announcing that five days later, he was going to be announcing something.
1: Great, And yeah. it told
2: us to all go and check out his website, nightworkgames.com, where there was going to be a massive announcement on April 25th. On April 25th, they forgot to update nightworkgames.com <laughs> and still have not updated it to make any reference whatsoever to what the announcement was. Instead, you have to click through from nightworkgames.com to John Romero's Twitter where he announced that it's starting a Kickstarter because, of course, he is. Mm-hmm. Because he wants 700,000 US dollars to make a game that is basically a shooter that's going to be really, really old school. Like proper rocket jumping old school. Yeah, but we have that though. um, Well, I guess it's kind of like painkiller, but it's going to be terrible. Basically, painkiller but terrible is what it's going to be. So Obviously, he doesn't, doesn't have a game to show as yet. He's just got some concept art, and would you believe it, some ridiculously lofty promises that are never going to make it untouched for but but development because he's we've... doing Daikatana all over again.
1: The thing is that we've had some, like, like, saying oh it's going to be an old school shooter. like, we've had Shadow Warrior and we've had Doom, we've had the new Wolfenstein, who have all been great old school style shooters. In like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah,
0: but. Well. Well. I played six seconds of the new Doom and I'm like, oh god, no. Okay, the
1: new Doom is probably generous, let's ignore the new Doom, but Wolfenstein and, and Shadow Warrior.
2: Yeah, but, I'll tell you what Black Room TikTok. has that those games don't have. Weaponized combat. That's one of the Whoa. Kickstarter promises. It's not just got combat in it, it's got weaponized combat, which is presumably better than normal shooters because they specifically drew attention to it. Also, they made a big deal <laughs> about the fact the game's been developed in Ireland, so it's going to have Irish castles in it.
0: I want to point
1: out, right, Ireland's not known for its game development sort of prowess. Oh,
2: no, no, no. John Romero assures us in his Kickstarter video that Ireland is full of scrappy, brave, noble coders who are really, really good.
1: Ireland is is, is known for its potatoes, its meat products, its vegetables, and its uh, lax tax laws.
2: (laughs) Don't forget about the, the slight bit of, you know,
0: issues between Protestants and Catholics.
1: Well, that's not really an issue in the... the... Hey, if he's making
0: a game about that in first-person shooter, that would be really interesting. I I, I found the Irish castles
2: remark particularly interesting because, of course, like, if you're basically the guy who made Doom and Quake and you're going to be making a game in the style of Doom and Quake, yeah, mate, we were kind of assuming there were going to be grey castles in it. We're kind of assuming (laughs) there's going to be nothing but grey castles in it. Um, but yes, what else do we have here? Oh, there was also a baffling shot of him walking, uh, just a collage of shots of him walking through the streets of an unnamed Irish city, but also faking, like, greeting people and waving at them and shaking their hands like he's a local celebrity who everyone (laughs) likes, but it's blatantly (laughs) obviously staged. So he just walks down the street and just runs into somebody's nose and waves at them and shakes their hand. Um, it's ridiculous. And then it goes from John Romero introducing the game into a Batman kind of gravelly voice, Talking about the game. Except despite the fact they've decided to hire someone. With a kind of gra- a Batman gravelly voice. To introduce the game. The writing feels like it's been done by like a teenager. Because it's incredibly badly written. Um, and I, let me I wonder what just, Hideo Kojima um, was up to. Let me just uh, quote some of the things. In, in Batman voice. Uh, that's in the video. Um, so basically the concept for Black Proom Is that it is. Um, a technology. To be anywhere. Anytime. In indistinguishable virtual reality or in a black room oh God. yeah uh, but then so- un- but then unfortunately and this is the twist something went wrong you might call it a glitch that is an actual quote from the concept for the game something went wrong you might call it a glitch you have no idea what's happening until it happens to you. Okay,
1: two two quick points. Someone in the chat mentioned that Ireland's known as an IT hotspot. Well, it's got a lot of IT people in there, and a lot of big tech companies have their European offices there. But it's not exactly a game development hotspot. Also, complete side note related not to games at all. Ted Cruz announced that a uh, 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 Carly F- 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 Fiorina woman is 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 her, his running mate for VP.
0: Ooh, what's VP? Most nice no, it. victorious person! Most no, victorious oh. person, yeah. What's the that got ex- to do with John Romero? Literally nothing. She's the most valuable player? She's the ex- Do you know what my favourite John Romero fact is? I hope it's still true. Go on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you go on his Wikipedia, one of his categories is the word hair.
1: He has terrible hair. He
2: does have a lot of hair. I think he's been growing out even more for his big Skywalker reveal of pulling the hood off <laughs> to reveal a ton of hair and a beard.
1: I am going know how to look this shit
2: up because I want to see if it's still it's there. It's really bad It's one of my favourite fact about it. It very likely is still there. It's so that's, that hair. is, in fact, John Romero's massive new Kickstarter. Don't back it, you'll just encourage him.
0: Well, the problem is, like, Biography, this- personal life, hair. His hair is above recognition in games. This is the dude who invented the word deathmatch and sort of basically kind of invented the FPS a bit. Where is he? My, my... his hair is above his. How good is his hair that it's better than the first person shooter? See, my mm.
1: my biggest problem with with the sort of Kickstarter is just that like most Kickstarters, even like cheap ones, they have something to show.
2: Yeah, they. Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly like professional game people should probably have something to show up more than just concept art. Professional was, game like, people. And also of Adrian Callbach yeah,
0: painting. With oil paints, ever, ever do it. Tim Schafer didn't do it. Peter Molyneux didn't do it. None of them go. Hey, I've got this idea that I'm working on. They go. Hey, I'm well known for doing a thing. Here's my next the thing. Give me yeah. money.
2: Unfortunately, John Romero is only well known for making false promises, taking things d- to develop vastly longer than he promises they're going to, and then massively undelivering under- a prom- that a product that everyone hates. When did he do something very nicely on Kickstarter?
1: Oh yeah. When did he last do something? What was his last thing he did? Probably. I
2: never worked on he's kind of went retraction. missing after Daikatana. He's done like he's like had some partial credits dotted around, but pretty much he just kind of disappeared in disgrace. Like I always kind of assumed that at like the Daikatana after the reviews came in, like someone picked him up when lightning was coming out of his hands and threw him into a big pit, and that was the end of him or something. Oh what if he just at the
0: face of the earth? What if he knew the ending of the new Star Wars and just vanished because he knew that Luke was going to vanish? He's trying to make himself the most Luke Skywalker in the world. Oh, yeah, he just—he
2: clearly considers himself gaming's Luke Skywalker, which is he, kind uh,
1: of amazing. Here's here's something interesting. In August 2014, in a Super Joystick podcast, at Gamescom, uh, Romero announced that he was about to make a new shooter, stating he was working with a concept artist and he had some cool imagery for the main character.
2: That will presumably then have been Adrian Cormac, who's since been confirmed he's working with on making this, and we have indeed seen some of that art. But when he's discussing Adrian Cormac being uh, the uh, the lead kind of uh, art person, it cuts to footage of Adrian Cormac painting with oil paints on canvas. And <laughs> which I also, is a very strange thing to cut I also through.
1: want to point out what's very strange about this, is he said this in August 2014. So the past year and a half before he launched the Kickstarter, did, did they do nothing? That, that is pretty much the standard doing. John
2: Romero timescale, yes. He was he was just trying to find a village in Ireland that he was allowed in still.
1: Oh. But he was oh. probably he was spending out.
2: it all on hotels,
0: rock style, lifestyle, huge amounts of that. That I kind of imagine it. him stealing a bag of crisps from Tesco's, and then when he gets caught, complaining that he invented the FPS. <laughs> and then, to play off. I made Warford 3D for fuck's sake. I'm John fucking Romero. Oh. look like a carrier bag with like some sensation chili flavor we just to them in there.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, it's expected to be released in 2018. Oh. Wow. Apparently...
0: Never gonna happen. Apparently,
1: he, he took part in a game called Dangerous Dave in the Deserted Pirates Hideout. Oh, everyone's favorite. In 2015. That's says most i gonna Google it. Yeah.
2: That actually... That just... It's an iOS game. My game of the year last year. It's
1: an iOS game Uh, that looks really shit like incredibly shit notify yeah, i got
0: that from iOS game
1: oh here's the newest update as well uh, what the the changelog for version 1.1 1. 1. the first bullet point in the 1.1 1. 1, uh, changelog is notifies the player about the benefit benefits of paying for in-app purchases
0: wow that sounds there's nice. only one in app
1: purchase though which is just remove ads it's like it's a free game and you pay a pound 50 if you want the ads removed Okay. So
2: Basically, John Romero hasn't done anything of note for two decades, and now wants seven hundred thousand US dollars to turn his fairy dreams into reality. Yes, I haven't done anything
0: for almost three decades. Can I have seven hundred
2: thousand dollars, please? No. I don't know. Have you tried launching a Kickstarter? I
0: haven't. Okay, this, there
2: this, you
0: go.
1: This game is solo developed. No, wait, what? Oh, what the fuck? Alfonso Romero. The fuck's Alfonso Romero? Maybe there's more.
0: Maybe his clone batch is linked out. Oh, one. Maybe god. that's what he's been doing for the past decade: cloning himself, Ugh. getting ready. <laughs>
1: the the Clone
0: Wars. Oh my god, it's all Star Wars. Treks. Star Wars. I was about the first
2: time. I mean, has anyone actually been keeping that close an eye on Ireland? Is it possible that John Romero is every fifth person in Ireland by this point? He's been just slowly taking it. I out mean, of Ireland's population is like
1: five million, so that's succinctly possible.
0: He does mm. look like every fifth person in Ireland, though, which I find quite entertaining. Right, <laughs> uh, anything to to bitch about America because I've got a bitch about something now. What would you like to bitch about, Dan? I want to bitch about Mirror's Edge Catalyst. To prove
1: it, okay, just to say before Dan goes on a rant, me and Dan hate the new Mirror's Edge Catalyst. John th- likes it. Thinks it's all right.
2: No, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay,
1: okay, okay, um, okay. But we want to just say that just because we don't like it doesn't inherently make it a bad game. So go on, Dan. Oh, there are
0: bits of that game that
1: are bad. Oh, they are. But the in whole game isn't bad just because we hate it. I mean,
0: <laughs> I think it's a bad game. I go as far as to, try to say it's a bad
1: game. It's 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 blurring. And it's blurring. a
0: mediocre game. Yeah. It's, no, it's bad in places as well. Oh, some bits it's good, some bits it's mediocre, and quite a lot of it's bad. Okay. Because it's, like, as an actual, if you take your it, place, it's like, there's this thing that happens when you play video games, and then you play an open world video game, and you go, oh my god, all video games should be open world. And then it's four years later, and you play way more video games, and you're like, I'm fucking sick of open world games, oh my god, I want small linear things. And that's where i at, because like when I did my Mirror's Edge video, I was like, oh my god, I want it to be overwhelmed, it'll be the best thing ever. And since then I've been like, oh no, that's just gonna be a mistake. Because that's not a game that works in the world, because that's not a game that works with backtracking. Because Mirror's Edge works with sort of trying to struggle and work out where you've got to go and then, you know, you can do it faster and faster and learn it. But like the actual game was basically a one way trip through a nice interesting. That's an set of interesting levels.
1: point because there are a lot of places in Mirror's Edge that you just simply can't go back on yourself, and they've had them yeah. design this catalyst so you can, and as a result, the levels are just not very interesting and not very layered.
0: Yep, and that it's also up. bad in places. See, it's it's like, I thought, I, I, I didn't have much hope because it's EA and they seem to take a thing and they go, hey, how about the mainstream? What if the mainstream liked this thing as well? And I wish they'd just give Mirror's Edge Catalyst a much smaller budget and like just make a thing for the people who liked it. Just get people in who like to do the first one, and then you know make a game for the people who like the first one, because that would make me happy. They've
1: came out and they've clearly had it like a marketing team sat with the developers and go, you know, this game feature will hit this market very well. We feel yeah, that you upgrades, know, we'll yeah, do this will do leaderboards,
0: asynchronous multiplayer, you know, all these things that just aren't necessary. Yeah,
1: you know, we feel open world games are very popular right now. We feel it hit this uh this the mainstream market very well. Uh, if we launch around sort of this this time scale, you know, we don't have much competition at the time. You know, it's a risky IP, but we feel as it's matching a lot of these 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 proven uh, game elements, uh, we feel it will sell very well and it'll hit this market very well. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. How do you feel about Mirror's Edge Catalyst as opposed to Portal 2? Well, you see, Portal 2 took the wrong thing around with it. We really like Portal for its puzzles and the comedy was a nice icing on the cake. <laughs> Whereas Portal 2 went, hey, everyone loved the comedy, and then sort of focused on that, and the puzzle sort of focused the other way. Whereas Mirror's Edge went, hey, everyone loved the parkour, let's bundle other shit on top of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Portal 2 didn't overcomplicate itself that much. I mean, it did a bit, but Mirror's Edge Catalyst... Imagine if,
0: like, Portal... uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, to to, to get that comparison right, Mirror's Edge Catalyst would have to have... Oh, no, sorry, Portal 2 would have had to have a cake joke every five minutes plus it would've also been open world, plus it would've had car driving sections, and it would've given you guns with aliens to shoot. And also you would've had you have to
1: upgrade your portal or in on an XP screen.
0: Yeah. Because Research just a game about running. Research was a game about running and jumping off things, and that was pretty much it. And that's what you had to do. You had to run and jump. And that was it. You had to run and jump, and maybe occasionally slide down a pole. And that was what you do. And in this one, It's like, oh yeah, collect the... Like, each area's got like seven different sets of collectibles.
1: Oh, like the chips and the weird floaty orb things. Weird floaty
0: orbs, there's chips, there's uh, uh, designs, there's the bags, there's... uh, Security things, there's the billboards. Security things, there's billboards, there's also the audio. There's just so many things that are just scattered. The audio, it's audio i collect the Oreos. Oreos. Just collect Oreos. But there's so
2: many things for <laughs> hungry, out. go and pick us up some Oreos. There's seven dots around in each area of the city.
0: Well, right, let's go through it from like, the actual basis. The parkour has errors and problems with it, like wall running. In the previous game, you wall run in an arc. So when you ra- you started the wall run, and you'd go up a fair bit, and then you'd come down, because that's it how you After the wall run. In this, you go up about a foot, and then go, bit, 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 and just go along at that level for a short while, and then just drop off, and it just stops. It's so simplified. you don't actually get that nice arc so you don't have to kind of go yeah it's everything's just been simplified just that little bit.
1: Everything's uh, the running's been... <laughs> faster it's easier to get up a, a, a thing it's mm-hmm. you know it, you, when you fuck up like by not landing correctly it's a lot less punishing
2: yeah, you can just yeah. Then you've got that all away fucking... from the landing roll. The landing yeah, roll yeah. has no timing skill at all now. You just hold down LT the moment you start dropping, and you yeah, you you just go, yeah I'll, that'll be fine. Whereas yeah. pre, when I played Mirror's Edge, and right, I played yeah, both right. of these for the first time recently, like the first few times, I actually cocked so I didn't get the timing right. But then I started figuring out how to get the timings for the roll better, and I started doing things a lot better, and I looked a lot more balanced while doing it because yeah. the game was rewarding me for practicing. Because I messed up a few times. So Catalyst, I'm not sure I. But I'm not sure I failed any point during the whole beta when I was playing.
0: I think just did it all first time, pretty much. I failed a lot because I got stuck in the floor quite a lot. Because I was yeah. like, hey, can I go this way? Fall through an invisible thing. Guess yeah. not. Hey, can I go this way? Invisible wall. Oh, guess not. I, go, okay, okay. I didn't get that so much. I did have the problem that every single time there was any form of cutscene,
2: V-Sync turned itself off, refused to turn on to slide to restart the game. That was
0: annoying. My game just didn't run. just tanked. just yeah. absolutely tanked. It ran like it actually, everything pretty much crashed after the It ran yeah, the first very actually, surprisingly
1: well for me, oddly. But it's that still... That
0: just means it's built for some cards and not others. Well, it's weird, was always it, fun.
1: The game ran kind of fine, but then in the cutscenes it like dropped to 15. Cat, cut,
0: chop scenes were like yeah, incredible. the cutscenes are awful. Yeah. I mean, optimization will come in later, but the game is like a month. Well, they delayed it a bit, so they're like six weeks away. Yeah, I mean... It op- feels like there's a lot of work to do in six weeks. It will be optimized. Oh, yeah. They're
1: not going to change any of the gameplay. They won't change any of the gameplay.
0: They won't change any of the gameplay. But it's, it's just, it's all been simplified, and it's all... Like, it's like, before, if you jumped into the quick turn, you'd fall on your ass. Okay. Because you'd just span around in midair. In this, if you jump and quick turn, you just land backwards.
1: Yeah, I can't give the middle finger to people behind me anymore, and that makes me very sad. No.
0: You can't do that. There's that fucking annoying shift button, which just speeds you up immediately. To, oh, like, the, the quick dodge. Before, yeah. Before there was like, sort of like the, um, you started running and then it took about 10, 15 seconds before your max speed. And it did, it took quite a while to get up to max speed and you would gradually get faster and faster, faster. and faster. Now there's sort of like, you have that initial burst of acceleration and then if you go up 10, 15 seconds, you get a boost at the end. So it just, it feel, uh, but, that, but that boost feels up faster if you do jump crawls all the way through the air. Which means all the speedruns look stupid. If you try and watch any replacement, it's just jumping and crouching in midair and landing and jump and crouch and shift and it's all just jarring and there's no flow to it. To go faster, you lose all the flow. Yeah. There's a lot of just there. But that's sort of that a really fast shift that gets you up to pretty much I think it's max speed until that bar starts charging. So you push a button, you max max speed, there's no momentum. This is what fucked Sonic the Hedgehog over when he went three D. So he lost the uh, the concept of momentum, he went is, a bit fast.
1: The game still has Basic concepts of momentum, but for some reason they just made it so that it's not necessary. It's like, oh, we put this yeah. feature in, but here's a bypass. Yeah,
0: it's like it's, it's also a... really annoying how small a, a slope has to be if you have to only slide down it.
1: Oh, There's some yeah. very
0: short slopes. That you just start sliding down. And you're like, uh, clearly a fucking baby can. Walk yeah, you, up you start this walk. walking
1: up something and you slide backwards. I, I yeah. have rubber shoes. They can grip. The, what?
0: Also, also, this is the one that infuriates me, I like to go with runner mode off. I don't like runner mode on because oh, that is like, go mode. here, and the only kid tells where to go. If you turn it off in this, it turns off where the goal is. Yep. You can't see where the fact you're supposed to go. There's no blip for it. So you've got to keep like aiming and going, is it there, is it there, is it there? It's, it's a lot harder to find the way you're supposed to be going. Uh, one of the, thing, that was a good one of the things
1: idea. I really hated was that there are, um, it's a very small thing, but it's the fact there are like shoe marks on walls.
0: Yeah, you yeah. turn the of mode off because I don't want to know the places uh, that supposed to be going. Yeah. And there's wall marks for wall running, which do go in the up, piss me off as well. But there's wall marks, and then there's wall marks for walls you can scramble up, or are supposed to scramble up. So there's a lot of clues go this way, go this way. it's
1: feels very handholdy. But, that, but that, that's not what necessarily annoys me. It's not the handholdiness. It's like from a story perspective, what I loved about Mirror's Edge One was when you were running across all these areas, it felt like you weren't supposed to be there. It, they're not mm-hmm. designed for that. You're abusing the building. Right. Yep. And in this it's like, oh, a billion people have been through here before, and...
0: Well that's every sitting around. Any person you interact with
1: is already there waiting. Yeah.
0: So all the people that give you missions and stuff are just standing there, doing nothing. There's the woman right at the start who's like, just standing there like, no, you can't do me yet. And then you go to a few missions, she's like, oh, Robert, I've got for you. So you do her job,
1: and she's still there. Yeah.
0: And everyone's just still there, and like running between two people, they were always just standing around. So they felt it felt like it was just a lot of static people. There were no other runners just running right. around the place.
1: There was that mission. There was, there was that mission in the beta where you had to go into a building, and that felt like Mirror's Edge One. And it was a structured linear level where you were running up. But,
0: but yeah, that that was probably the best actual story bit. But then it was like, hey, here's some people, and then I fell through the floor, and things just went wrong in that mission. I got, I kept kind of. Because I'm playing really fast, because I'm kind of used to Resedge and I keep fucking turning of stuff. Although I had to play on a fucking controller because you can't rebind the key, so I couldn't play it the proper way. Max, play the proper way, of playing Resident, please.
1: Uh, putting jump on left mouse button, hmm. and putting quick turn on right mouse button.
0: That is the way you play Resedge. But you can't
1: bind that. Well, it's nice as well. So on- jump spacebar.
0: Spacebar is the most fun because it's got the like the most lag to it. Spacebar as a button because it's so big, you actually struggle to push it exactly right. It's always a button that's quite difficult. Never bind a jump button to space if it's a precision platformer. Oh, that's God. the rule. That's how you finish aiming, you know, By the way, it's I never
1: little. used quick turning catalyst because it's middle mouse, and my middle mouse button's very like it's quite. You have to put a yeah. lot of pressure on it, so it wasn't yeah. quick to do. So I hated it.
0: I I'd end up playing it with a controller because there's just so many tiny things. It's ty- death by a thousand paper cuts. There's ty- many, so many tiny little things wrong. Some major things like the fucking wall running, but so many tiny things wrong at the end of it. Like, like this just isn't fun. I'm just not the world design. Like. As soon as you get into the world, they start going through these, like, back areas and stuff. Like, I don't like the city, but going in these back, dingy, dark areas, I'm like, you just don't get the fucking Mirazola thing at all. Like, instead of coming out into a beautiful world, you came out to rain and a guy of you going, Look at the plot! Bad guys we're back guys, back guys we're plot. And then it's just miserability. The, the, the city is, like, super futuristic, but nothing else is. I find that very weird mm. that the city is just like so. Hey, look at it! It's giant spires with big turbines. Because like before, it was like here's a really pristine it, city that's like a few years away.
1: It looks like it's you designed know. by J.J. J. Abrams.
0: Oh, it, that's exactly what I call it. the Video. It's J.J. J. Abrams' uh, Star Trek. It's it's the it's the Federation world that he's got there. Mm. But it's, yeah, so it's it's a much more futuristic city. It's, it's, so it's not a reboot. It's, it's, sorry, it's a reboot, not a prequel. Like, they were constantly saying, oh, it's not a reboot, but it's totally a reboot after one fucking game. I mean, John... You can now start with this one forever. Mm-hmm.
1: John, you playing it for sort of the first time together, because, I mean, you did this with Assassin's Creed as well, and I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. So sort of watching it Like, did you... I don't know, did you, do you... How much do you agree, basically, having played them for the first time both about the same amount of time?
2: With just respect to the, the the city aesthetic.
1: Well, everything, yeah.
2: I The thing is, like, I conceptually and academically understand why the original is definitely the superior game, which is <laughs> I repeatedly, repeatedly failed at the original, and the game made me bloody learn its rules. And I kind of felt it was like a, a couple of interesting counterpoints, I think, were Dark Souls and Super Mario 64. Because Super Mario sixty four and Mirror's Edge strike right, me as a very nice matching pair. Which is Super Mario sixty four, you get given all of your moves straight away. There's no like move tutors or anything. You're just given everything. There's a few signs that tell you what some of the basic moves are, but basically you just have to figure out how to link the moves together. And eventually you just have to be able to master doing a you know a triple jump into a wall jump into diving for a ledge to cross a big ravine. And the game never tells you. You just have to figure it out. Otherwise you're not going to be able to get far into the game. I think Mirror's Edge one works like that just fine um as opposed to dark souls which i think kind of is difficult but in a different way where i think it's just badly contextualized and not desperately well tutorialized so i think kind of i think it's super mario 64 and mirror's edge making an interesting kind of pair of games whereas mirror's edge catalyst i basically was able, I never got good at it in the slightest because like when i was originally just trying to figure it out i thought okay so if i want to get up then just hold forward roughly towards the wall and hammer at lb which is the up button if you're on a controller and then you just end up at the top and you always do the game doesn't punish you or, you know, force you down or force you to do it right or be precise or anything. It's it's very accessible I think to someone who's never played the original Mirror's Edge, it could be very, very fun. But I think it's got no replayability and no longevity and other bad things. But it's things. got so many collectibles, how does it not have replayability or longevity? Uh, it's open game? I've, they have got, got, got a they, high, they, high threshold. For collecting things because i actually kept enjoying collecting stuff in assassin's creed even after assassin's creed started getting really crammed full of it i really liked syndicate and syndicate has a lot of stuff just yeah, sitting but, around yeah but there's collect. a
1: difference but the thing is the difference between like, assassin's creed and mirror's edge is that like to get a collectible in mirror's edge you have to stop yeah you shouldn't like that stopping in- thing yeah stopping in mirror's edge isn't really a thing like it's a, a game about it, how it flows. And in Assassin's mm. Creed, it is a lot of stopping and it's kind of stealthy a lot. Of, you know. What, what, I mean? is it,
0: what does it even add to the open world is the big question. Because like, like I said it would be, be interesting because what you do is you get this big, it, a small sort of open world but you can go through all the buildings and stuff. There's lots of quick paths through the buildings. But then as you they sort of start finding your runs, they start closing them off. So you have to keep like, you would be running to a door that you used loads of times to escape and then it'll be barred off and you've got to go find another one. And I thought that would be a nice how you would progress the game, make it harder and harder, and force everyone to find new things and take longer ways around stuff.
2: I don't but think I put as that. many hours into. I don't think I put as many hours into it as you do. But like, one of the things that I always find in games is I do actually like a game where I feel like there is a sense of I understand physical space and how it connects Mm -hmm. because then I'd get taken out of the experience. That's one of the things I really liked about Mass Effect 1 that was taken out of Mass Effect 2 and 3 is you no longer, when you wanted to go into your ship, you didn't have to go to the airlock and then go through decontamination and then you were by the airlock in your ship and then you had to run over to your command station which you had to do in Mass Effect 1. And I loved that because it meant you understood where your ship was docked and how you got in and out of your ship and if you wanted to go ashore, you had to go to the bloody airlock to go out and you had to come back in through the airlock. Mass Effect 2 and 3 just teleported you know, you just went to the, you know, star map, so you wanted to go and you just teleported and you were on the ground there, your shuttle had just dropped you off. But you never had to go down to the shuttle to get in the shuttle or anything. And that really annoyed me. So I quite liked the idea that, like, it did bug, it did bug me a little bit in Mass uh, sorry, not Mass in Mirror's Edge, the first one, but, like, when you finish a level and you get your little anime cutscene, then you just did a new level, but you don't really understand how the levels interact with each other. Hmm. Like, at the end of the second level where you've just done the well you just kind of you're on the run from the police because uh, you've just done you you've kind of you run into kate and then you escape from the building then you go underground and you go to your base wherever that is because it never really tells you where in the city your base is then at the beginning of the third level of the original mirror's edge you then just kind of pop up and you're in this kind of big storm drain thing and the police yeah. find you within about 10 seconds and all of a sudden there's helicopters and sniper shoes it's like wait what yeah, how did it's they big, find you? me? I literally went and hid my base, and now I'm in a different bit of the city, I think. And now there's helicopters and snipers on top of me. But I don't understand where I am. Am I right next to that original building? Because I'm looking around and I can't see it anywhere. And it bugged me because I didn't understand how much time or space had passed well, the funny between thing, the second it, and the third mission. I mean, Catalyst and fixes that took me that. out of it a bit.
1: But the problem with Catalyst I had is that the map isn't... It's not like what Dan suggested. Every major level is its own... Like, it's a, it's a building you can't get into normally. Mm-hmm. or it's a yeah it, it's all these areas you can't normally access so all the map serves as is a level select screen with a lot of faff yeah it's it's not like GTA where all the missions take place within this crafted world very little takes place just normal missions very you know like going into that building is like that's that's not an area you can access normally yeah. In, like that enti- you know stuff like that it's it, it just it's it just seems they added it because not because it adds anything, it adds fast. It adds, you know, running back and forth along that same fucking bridge back of the train station so many times. <laughs> because, like, it rather than, like it has these big roads and, like, three bridges to cross across these big roads. So you end up travelling those same routes 50 fucking billion times. And you get really boring because there's nothing interesting to do there. And it's just... <sighs> <laughs>
2: I want to tell you yep. why Faith was so scared of the road. Like, why occasionally, like, given the roads appear to be kind of pristine and everything's clean, just occasionally, could she not just go down?
1: Uh, one, the, the road, the, road. Where...
0: That's where the baddies are. Like, you actually went on the road a fair bit in a uh, Edge. You actually could start quite low missions.
1: Yeah, well, there's some someone you start on the floor, isn't there? And there's others where yeah. you get to the floor. And there's, I think, uh, is it uh, the second, was it the first? I can't remember which one. The one where you um, Going go into the building, you escape, you slide down, you go through the uh, train tunnels. Yeah, that one, I you end up on the floor tools. and you... I lo- that's the best level. No, the that's drive. not the best level. Oh, best
0: I do like level. the... I love... I fucking love the I yeah. went back and played it and I was like, maybe I'm just being an idiot. And I played it and I'm like, oh no, everything Yeah, no, up. yeah,
1: I did that as well. I thought, I'm, like, I'm remembering it wrong. No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: No, that definitely was like the moment where I really,
2: where I really kind of enjoyed Mirror's Edge, where you were going down the first storm drain, where it's like you actually have to wall, where you have to wall run up, but then take into account the arc yeah. going down, and then you have to jump at the end. You have to pick yeah. the right moment to jump to get the final bit of distance to get you onto the platform, otherwise you fall on the flat. And it really makes you bloody understand how the physics works and it makes you get the timings right, otherwise oh. you can't go on.
1: This reminds me in Catalyst, right? You know, fall damage, you know, based on what you know the, how long a fall, a long fall is wait before you have to roll. Mm-hmm. That's not determined by the height you fall, that's determined by the distance from where you left.
0: Yes. So if you jump forwards it's a short distance.
1: Yeah, is it, is it, I
0: found this out because I used this to get to a lot of hidden places that were down below because I could actually get pretty close to the floor I, I got one of the train tracks in the beta because when you get that sort of secondary unlocks, if there's like as you go around there's a corner there if you drop down, there's a few of those little vents and you can sort of, as you drop down you get flung off them, but if you bounce from one it will bounce to the other, and then you'll bounce onto a bit of terrain you're not supposed to be to, and from there you can sort of get to many other parts of the map you're not supposed to, and every now and then you'll fall through the floor which again takes the freedom away because I really want that, sort it's a,
1: of... It's a free-running game, but you can only go where we structuredly told you to. Yeah,
0: it also can lock you up forever, because there's no way we can back up. Hmm. I mean, and at least with, like, maybe
1: there's one, it felt natural that you couldn't access certain areas, because you physically, you, you physically couldn't get there. It wasn't like it was an invisible wall or anything, it was that. Yeah. And also, you're on a time trial, and you need to get away from the fucking people shooting you, because you're going to die, and you can't fight them, because you're not a karate master like you are on Catalyst for some reason.
0: Yeah. for some reason you're just some sort of you're the best ah, and you're an injured and you've been in prison for 50 years or whatever it was I really I dislike how overtly evil the baddies were as well I like Mirror's Edge where it shows this beautiful city and then you know takes the time to go hey maybe these guys are actually right and this is being run by Dick Halls. Mm. it was three months actually which I found
2: remarkable oh, was she was sentenced to three months and then had an extra nine months added on for bad behaviour while oh, yeah. she was in there with the yeah. implication being that she was set up to have and I was like this is, this is a group of people who are set up as the bad guys who specifically have been sending men with shotguns to shoot me in the face throughout Mirror's Edge 1. Every time I show my face above ground, bloody helicopter gunships have been deployed to gun me down. And when they finally got me, they gave me three months in prison. Yes. If Faith had known that, she should have just surrendered. Like the <laughs> moment the men were like, "Screw it! This isn't worth my trouble. I'll take my three months in prison but in my I lovely think- little in my lovely little cell with my free advertising."
0: The thing I super don't understand, the mirror one. The thing I super don't understand about the whole world of this this new mirror's edge is the amount of fucking drones everywhere. Because there's drones everywhere. That's like the new thing. Yeah. Oh drones, drones, drones. Like why the fuck do you need someone to run rooftop to rooftop? and you could just take a drone off the grid and just fly that where it needs to go. If that technology is so ridiculously available there are specific drone lanes. Like surely that would be, hey, go here. Uh, okay, good.
1: Yeah, and there's that bit like oh I need to get this vial across someone, and they're both on the roofs, and it's like Yeah. You could have it's like it's like you know, less than half a mile. Yeah. And, Not even
0: this isn't even a thing that needs a runner, this thing. This is just what is this?
1: Yeah. Just just go see them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Or
1: hire like a, an actual courier. I love Corey. fucking
0: pop in as well. I think that's the worst thing about it being over Because even at the time, I fucking saw sort of pop in during that thing. Although it wasn't running at all well for me. I'll pop you in. Oh, that's Ooh. a weird cool thing to say. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, it, the textures look nowhere near as good as the old um, as Mirror's Edge's original. Mirror's Edge, I mean, looks fantastic. Still looks fantastic. Mm. It really does. And it's got that beautiful magic of actually being like subtle and well built and. Everything's all, like, because there's no day-night cycle, like, is there a day-night cycle? Because the day-night cycle seems to go in Mirror's Edge Catalyst from, like, early morning, a bit later in the morning, some actual morning, okay, it's early morning again. That's it, like, I never saw night or anything, like, noon. It's just sort of like, his no.
2: early morning. In all fairness, the original Mirror's Edge had a bit of bullshit time that made no sense as well. So uh, I, yeah, but simply notice, the beginning of the second level, it tells you it's 20 past five in the morning, but the yeah. shadows are really shallow and the sun's already quite high up in the sky. Yeah, Meaning that the, wherever this city is, it's either in the Arctic or Antarctic circle because there's literally nowhere else on Earth it That's could be. That's why it's
0: so white. It's all
2: just snow. Yep. It, precisely. It's ice. It's a city of ice. That's the only explanation because there's no way, literally, there's nowhere on Earth where the sun could be that high at five twenty in the morning unless yeah. it's summer in the Arctic or winter in the Antarctic.
0: There used to be a pacifist run that you could do in the original Mirror's Edge that you can't do anymore. So you could be able to just run through and be like, hey, let's not attack anyone or even bap anyone and we'll just do it completely the best we yeah, can. The, way... now the tutorial forces you. The
1: original team. Mirror's Edge, it was very much sort of like kind of DSX-y where it gave you the option to do all the combat stuff if you wanted to, but you could just completely bypass it. Yep. Like, the combat is the obvious option, but if you... You, it, you can get around them quite... It's not like you have to faff to get around them. It's designed so you can... But in this, it seems very, like, there's all those, and there's, there's somewhat, it it does let you do the objective if you haven't beaten everyone up, but you physically just can't do the cutscene without beating them up, so, once again, it's basically forced. Yep. Uh, uh, it's not great, and
0: it's got an upgrade system we haven't mentioned yet, uh, which is just dumb. Oh yeah, dumb the grappling hook,
1: grappling hook. the grappling hook.
0: I don't even want to think about how that grappling hook works, I never mm. want
2: to think about it. It's, That's yeah,
0: how magnets work. It's, it's you fire the magnet
2: beam and then you magnet over the cliff and you magnet over to the other side with your magnet swing
1: have either uh, of you played dying light
2: yeah
0: no but everyone tells me i should do
1: how did you think what did you think about dying light then
0: well i don't like it because all the good free running moves are locked behind an upgrades they are
1: now dying light was it feels like what mirrors edge catalyst is kind of trying to be dying light yeah. was basically but unlike mirror's edge it wasn't where mirror's edge is trying to a free winning game trying to be a combat game dying light was a combat game trying to be a free game.. game. Yep. so at least some of the transitional things made some sense because it, the previous games did the similar things and added these as you said and i quite liked dying light in a lot of ways because it felt it was like it was made to be what it was you know yeah the, the the upgrade system made some sense because unlike mirror's edge where it's very obvious you know like there's that area where you need the grappling hook to get across for example or there's that other area where you need to tell the final. It. It's not that linear in the sense of, oh, you need this specific upgrade to get to this specific area. It was very much like, oh, no, this specific upgrade is A, going to help you get to places easier. And also, you know, get help you get to a lot of places which you wouldn't otherwise get to. And it was designed quite nicely and it felt good. And the free running was very oversimplified, but fine, it's more about the combat. You know, and I could deal with that. But Mirror's Edge, it's not. It's not. It's not... I think I,
0: one of the big differences, though, is that when Mirror's Edge came out, Mirror's Edge defined an entire genre of parkour. It was oh, actually yeah. like one of the first games to do it properly, and it was very unique and special, and a lot of us hold it very close to hearts because it did such a good job of it, and now this is just like... Before that was enough, that was enough to hold like an entire new thing on. Just having first-person parkour, that was it, that's all they needed, but now they, they seem to be scared that that's not enough, and so they've jammed all this other crap in. Well, they've jammed in better combat well, because... I don't think Mirror's Edge 1
1: sold hugely better. well, did it? it? It
0: didn't really, I don't think. I think it's one of those games that sort of everyone sort of knew, but it, it dropped in price very quickly because mm. it was very short and people don't tend to like paying money for short experiences no. with their films or
1: pornography. I, um, I love five-hour games. I, I, love I, I, it. <laughs> I love pornography. I also love pornography. Love paying
2: for pornography,
1: it's great. Uh, no, 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 no. I love five-hour games. Because I don't have the, like... Unless a game is, like, interesting enough or is, like... I, I just don't have the attention to spend, like, 30 hours playing a single game.
0: I, don't, yeah, I just don't have the time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my way on to Dark Souls because I'm super enjoying it. But, like, a lot of people are, like, talking about the ending and they're finishing it. Like, oh, and
1: I'm like, dude, I'm playing this, like, a week before launch. And I'm only, like, halfway through. Yeah. Like, like, the, as far th- as I've got. I just... That, I don't have the time. But that's it. Like, like, there's so many games that come out that just expect... 30 hours of your time and it's like this is what yeah. annoys me about the new hitman especially because it expects so much of your time just coming back to it every fucking month but oh my god
0: do we have to talk about new
1: hitman we do yeah Should we have yes. this episode and talk about new hitman
0: it
2: actually fixed wait it. Can we, can we it do,
0: fixed it. it what
2: do you mean they fixed it the the thing where you get kicked out if your connection drops is gone banished oh my god really dead well can I you can go connection drops to the game pauses and you can simply wait to, and you can just try and reconnect over and over and then you can you don't get kicked out you can Recon-
0: it's still Oh my like god, gets... my bitching works!
1: I mean, it still, yeah! it still, still, shouldn't fucking pause the game if you. But it's no, still it better shouldn't. than it's still better than it kicking it's you. It's much
0: up. better
2: than it was, and it's just got its new level sapiens, which I think is the best Hitman level that's ever existed.
0: I, I, see, I would go back <laughs> to it, but I'm now like, eh, I've got Dark Souls to play, and I got VR to play, and then I got Rage and to play. Well, this, this times, is this and... is it,
1: isn't it? Like, there's so many games come out, and they expect so much of your time. Yeah. And- Especially, I think us working on the games industry, it's even more annoying because, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, here gets around I, that
2: nicely because it's about ten hours per episode, just scattered around month per month. Actually, I put way more into. It. I put about twenty hours into Paris and in the Beta. I
0: like uh, to point on. out at the moment, I'd call it like a two-hour game because that's how long it took me to finish the other
1: level. That's interesting. Cause, cause I spent about eleven hours in that single level. Yeah, really? I've done, I did
2: 20 hours in Paris, I've put another 10 into Sapienza since it came out yesterday, and I'm not even close to done yet. I've got another. There's easily another 10 hours in there yet.
0: See, I kind of walked in, I did the
2: missions, and then I walked out and went, well, that's that done, bye!
0: Well, yeah, the but then you don't need do any because,
2: Like, any sniping, like you haven't unlocked any of the sniper rifles from that. I
0: don't like sniping, I like doing everything passive, as you can tell from my mirror's edge push. I like going in there and working out the way of killing the guy and making it look like an accident and then leave. There's so many
1: good ways to do that. Yeah, but then you
0: you
2: unlock, like, the really good poisons and stuff if you get, like, the mastery level. But I did it. it. I've done it. I've done the thing. I want to move on to a new thing. That's That's the sort of...
0: The joy lot of Blood Money,
2: which is always regarded as the best one, was there's many different ways to do one thing. And this yeah, is but exactly that
0: you've got more ways of working it out. I I played Blood Money through, finished it, and was like, because that's <laughs> what I do. I like groundhog day. I play it as, as many times until I find it. Like I did for, for the video where it starts with every time I think I do a new turn. Mm-hmm. is I play it, and then I give up, and then I, and then I play it, and then I die, and then I play it again, and then I ruin it. And then I keep going until I learn it, and then I do it at the right time. And that takes about two hours a level.
1: Yeah, and you're not inter- you're it. not interested in doing all the different ways of killing.
0: I'm not. You just so want to
1: move on to another it. level and and figure it yeah, out. I'm
0: done with that. That's and what, what I'm really what I and Clank? and ge- Clank is the best fucking game to come out for so. PS4. I, I it's ten hours long and it's done. When you're done, you can play it again. You have got new weapons, and I to play it a little bit more so I can get my Rhino to level ten just to watch the insanity that that is. And then that was it. It was done, and I'm finished with it. And it was, for that 10 hours, it was entirely new, constantly changing, wonderful game experience. Hmm. And the sales charts appear to agree with you. It sold oh very God. well indeed. It sold, it sold exceptionally. It sold, uh, the new Ratchet and Clank sold three times what any of the previous entries sold.
1: Wow. In Impressive. the UK. Impressive. Three times in their,
0: like, the opening week sort of thing. Just Blu-ray. Which, what is super interesting about that is the film isn't out till this Friday. Yeah. So, the film isn't like people going, oh, I've seen that film, I want to get the thing. This has actually
1: come out before the film. I wonder, I wonder how, how, how much it's going to boost it when the film comes out.
0: Probably a fairly large amount. But
1: this is an interesting thing because obviously, us working sort of in the games industry, it's less about, because obviously, if, especially if you're younger, and a lot of people watching this are going to be younger, you know, games essentially, it's, you know, what can you justify buying that will entertain you for several hours? And it's, it, it's a, you know, money to time ratio thing. And I think with us, uh, can I point out
0: that matching Clank also sells for a, a smaller price tag at twenty nine ninety nine, which is it, not a good price tag.
1: But That's I think nice. with us, it's more like a game is more because we get a lot of our stuff like through like press codes, and yeah. obviously we yep. can justify buying stuff because we sort of work to, and we're more vying for the time that like, we're more vying for how good the game is and how the quality of the time we're playing. It, as opposed to how long, yeah. much en- how much entertainment we get out of it over a long period. Well, think
2: also things are about to be terrible. I sometimes will specifically pick up things I suspect might be terrible if I think they're going to be terrible in an entertaining. I way, did
1: buy I the guess. entire digital homicide bundle. You did, you did. I you did play it on a live stream for three boy. hours. Mm-hmm. Worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was two dollars, Dan. It was two dollars, and frankly, for two dollars, I mean, it was mildly entertaining.
2: I'm sitting on a copy of Mindjack for the Xbox 360, I'm just waiting to You're play it. are sitting stuff. on it. Yeah, just, I bought bagu- it, found it in a bargain bin, like months ago. I thought you would have found it in a regular bin. Mindjack. a bin. Why did we go through the wrong <laughs> bin by mistake? I oh. found it in a bargain bin for a clear 360. Oh, I remember this. Yahtzee called it, like, one of the worst games ever made. Oh, I did
1: buy Devils 3rd for the Wii U for the same reason.
2: Oh, no. Have to what going to have? Oh, I've got Defiance on the Xbox 360. The game of that sci-fi series, series um, on the sci-fi. Yeah, I never I, watched never cared either of, bits of that. I can, I imagine that a video, a video game tie-in for a series that hasn't been that commercially successful has got to be pretty bloody dreadful. Also, oh, really? I'm, looking, I'm looking over from my pile of games to see is there in there. I haven't actually played yet. That looks utterly terrible oh i played the the game of the golden compass
0: the film adaptation that had the mm. stupid title i played the game of that but, but this red is red. the thing oh, oh, i'll I tell you what i picked up very recently i managed to finally tack down a copy of too hot for twitch it's bmx xxx
1: oh yeah that is banned on twitch <laughs> oh my goodness that video
0: will be coming soon i'm so excited to play the game that killed claim entertainment off and that's a fun story i'll be telling in the video Mm. That's a okay. good. That I'm excited to play. But you see, is...
1: Th- this is the thing: yeah. a game can be shit but entertainingly shit, and even yes. like as as, as even it, not as a video. Like, much like watching the room is a room is a terrible movie, but you can watch it and enjoy it just because it's so shit, like awful.
2: Right? for hell, retribution
0: sits perfectly on that curve. It's no, it so entertaining to watch because it's
1: so Genuinely terrible. Awful.
2: You can watch it break Genuinely in front awful. of you; it's glorious.
0: No, it's see. There's there's a difference, right? There is there is genuinely bad and it's entertaining right right hell it's entertaining for a good half an hour we are like oh my god this is so terrible but then you actually start playing through it and you're like oh just kill me now oh not for the player but as youtubers for our
2: audience i think for from an audience perspective it's very fun to watch i've it's never played a so shit awesome. game
0: for more than about an hour and a half apart from, from. sitting run actually no because that's a, that's a pretty okay game that's yeah. kind of okay game with a really shitty vicious final level, the, uh, the, apart from the game that's the next complete series, which is a terrible game. Yeah. It's a ter- it's it a, I'm a playing a terrible
1: game. game. A terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible screaming nightmare of a game. Because he's an idiot and he really likes to punish himself. Gets yeah. off to it.
0: I want to what it's like to actually play through an entirely terrible game, but I want to see if I'm a broken shell. Be for that. You are. Oh, I just
2: saw I've got the game adaptation of Jumper sitting over there. Oh. I have
0: that! Who remembers <laughs>
2: Jumper? It's the worst named film, film imaginable. <laughs> that was the one with. Star- starring Hayden Christensen, the guy who played Anakin Skywalker in episode 2 and 3, as mm-hmm. a bloke who discovers he has the power to teleport very short distances, thus allowing him to impress women by being ever so slightly not where they're expecting him to be. But he shows off to too many women by being ever so slightly not where he's supposed to be. And thus the evil government that's actually made up of people who could be ever so slightly not where they're supposed to be comes to try and take him out. He has to go on the run. Presumably, by teleporting ever so slight, small distances, <laughs> but not that far because the rules are I thought can't he did become sort far. of a
0: bank robber or something, but I can't remember very well.
2: Yeah, basically, yeah, the, the teleportation <laughs> power isn't like proper, like, you know, like long distances. It was really crappy short distances. Someone uh, lobbed a boat in the
0: one point, apparently, as so. well.
2: But apparently, like, you know, the people with that power have taken over the world and controlled the world from the shadows using their ability to teleport distances of about 8 to 10 feet. Uh, <laughs> Because that's all you need to take over the world. Yep. And I bought the game adaptation. And I it's not even happened. about the main character who's played by Hedy Christensen. It's about one of the sub-characters and what he got off to when he wasn't in the film. Well, I've got that for PS2, I think. Oh, I've got the Xbox 360 version. I can't wait to do that one oh my day. Oh God, that great. means you've got
0: like a resd up version. Of an and also they do, just yeah.
2: didn't... They called it Jumper. They just didn't check what Jumper meant in various countries around the world and didn't check that <laughs> in Britain. It just means a cardigan. Yep. Uh. He didn't know.
1: Oh, like, a, right. like a jumper cable or something.
0: Yeah. We should we should do tiny little bits and then tidy this up. Bits times. of news. Hey, Amazon Prime are being dickholes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, and not just the games, also films.
2: Basically, films Am- awesome to explain, device.
1: Amazon are restricting certain products to Prime members only, such as, I think, Grand Theft Auto 5 and Metal Gear yep. Solid 5, and a couple of movies and stuff.
0: I will point out this is only from the Amazon sales. So if it's actually a seller on Amazon, I believe even if it's like Amazon sh- like shipped in- and yeah. hand, it doesn't count for that. So basically, Amazon just sort of if if, if it's, it's fulfilled
1: well. by Amazon, it's fine. But if it's sold by Amazon themselves, it can only yeah, it which is
0: weird. That's like you're not the only people who sell these things. You kind of sell most of them for full price. So That's weird because
1: I buy a lot of things. To, like I, I generally, if I buy something from Amazon, I won't buy from a third-party seller. I'll always buy fulfilled by Amazon. So. Fulfilled by Amazon is no different to buying from Amazon from a, a practical standpoint. So. Yep,
0: because they're just as fast. Yeah, and that's really the only really thing you price. do it for is the delivery, really. Yeah, the and, price and delivery. And that's it. Like, I, I think that's it
2: it could be a retention mechanism, not just an acquisition mechanism.
0: Yeah, but but I'm having I'm, Top Gear, the new Top Gear series on. Yeah, but that's the thing. Prime. Well, I'm not look, the new one that sits, starts in a week or
2: so, but yeah. actual. trying to persuade one. people to buy games. It's people who have already got Prime being persuaded
0: mm-hmm. to
1: keep. Yeah, but that's not going to make me review. keep Prime though. I keep Prime because I want the shipping. If like. It makes no difference to me. I don't have Prime. I'm
0: gonna get Prime when Clarkson shows
1: up. Well, the thing, like, I pay for Prime. It's like what eighty a year, yep, and you I get you get the fast shipping. You get the Amazon Prime like instant video. You get the music shit. You get like drive space, and you get like a load of shit for your money. And, and you can good. share
2: it between Firebox multiple people at the same address.
1: Yeah, so you
2: need one account for a household.
1: For me nice. as well, I I I like it just for the shipping, uh, but like I'm not gonna stay with Amazon Prime just just because I can fucking buy GTA on a disc. Yeah. What?
2: you say this the other places they can buy it are very quickly going extinct.
1: Well no not on Amazon we're, though. We're because... running out of other places. Well no but this is the the thing that look look Amazon okay GA5 and PS4 uh, the actual one it defaults to is sold by Fox Electric and fulfilled by Amazon which wouldn't apply to this prime thing. Nope. There are 35 sellers on Amazon selling GA5 a lot of them are prime uh, through Amazon, Amazon's own one, yeah, exclusively for Prime members, is £40, while, uh, two throughout Fox Electric and ME games, which are fulfilled by Amazon, so have the exact same shipping, um, are cheaper, and are not only for Prime members, so what the f- why?
2: I think oh, no. they're just testing it. I, this is Amazon. They like testing things. It's such I suspect a weird thing, they've, they've been asked for comment. They've refused to comment on it. Suggest that they're just testing it, and they are ready to roll it back if it doesn't. It's work. such a weird. they rolled it back and then are. rolled it back the other way again. They've, yeah, like, they've done it twice now. Which normally would probably mean that they're A-B testing and whoever wrote that report probably was just put into a different test group between visits and just assumed there had been a change in policy when they were just put into a different test group but by it's, some form of like testing. But it's software. kind of
1: like going into an actual shop, right? And seeing like four copies of GEA five on the shelf and you and you look at them on one's £40 and one, they were the other three are £35. So you, you take Confusing up shop. Yeah, and you take yeah. them up and you. Go, I'd be
2: suspicious. I'd be suspicious of the banana that costs thirty pence less than the others. other. <laughs> well, is why they're more expensive.
1: Well, banana this is so you take them well, the That's copper. That's copper. You're buying into the corporate but names. You, you know, but this is you take them up and and you say to the, the clerk, you know, what's what? Why is this one forty pounds and the other thirty five pounds? Well, the forty pound one is uh, as you can see on the back uh, on the on the plastic, it actually has an uh, brand sticker on, uh, which when you take the cellophane off, it's it's gone anyway. And the others actually have a different sticker on. And also, you can only buy the £40 one if you're uh, part of our exclusive loyalty card members, which cost £80 a year. And every, anyone who that happened to is going to go, so why the fuck would I just buy the £35 one? Because it makes literally no difference. Yep. I'd
2: That's buy the more thing. expensive banana. Uh, <laughs> you are that person. Any other news before we wrap this thing up? Yes, tomorrow, ah! oh. on the North American Wii U shop, a rare example of something good happening to the Wii U, uh, mm. Xenoblade Chronicles... Uh, from the original Wii. is coming out on the Wii U shop for $20, and if you've never played Xenoblade Chronicles, you should bloody pick that up for That's $20. That's good, it's really expensive. It's, it's really hard
1: to get, like, the Wii version of It's like, really expensive. Yeah,
2: it's very hard to get. Xenoblade Chronicles is one of the best in the series. It's a fantastic, fantastic game. If you never played it, you should definitely pick that up. That's okay. brilliant, value for $20. I've
0: uh, never even.
1: Another bit of news as well, Uncharted 4 being sold in CX, a bunch of stolen, wasn't yeah, it? It's
0: on, the, it's on the, it's on it's on, Xenoblade Chronicles on the DS. Uh, yeah,
2: they ported it to the DS recently too, yeah. Oh good, that's another thing the Wii doesn't have.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I thought as long as to think You know, in Shulk in Smash Brothers? That's where he comes from. Oh, oh I, that's one of the people who isn't too late anyway, players
1: Anyway, anything else? We're hitting about two hours now.
0: There's a lot of pictures of just a red sword in some grass and then some anime people looking angsty. It it's really delicious. good, alright? I like, really like, hated Zenovo. it got one of the best Contravers. stories in I all of gaming. It. Seriously, it's got an amazing
1: story. It.
2: Five Nights at Freddy's probably almost certainly has a virtual reality game coming.
1: Well, actually that because could because work. They have, they, my pants
2: Fully because enough that they could they work teased, in VR because
1: you're in one, one room.
2: Well, they've teased that they are sis, they've teased the name Sister Location. But okay. like if that's not a bloody VR game I'll be amazed because that's the logical obvious. No, that that's that that goes. Is be that. After
1: four games and you can't one buy that
2: off in less than 2 years.
1: Yeah, I, I totally, you know, so that would really work really well in VR. I, it's not something I'd want to play, but that would actually work like practically. Yeah. So I it's mean, not
2: quite a... I'm amazed that they haven't already just taken the existing ones, or rather the main entries into the They need to the be proper three D. Just They'd... redone them in VR and just sold. They'd need I'd to like remake, remake them properly in three D. So
1: they need to remake yeah. them from scratch. so It wouldn't be worth it, really. Anything else?
2: Be... That's our license to print money. I'd be amazed if they didn't.
1: There, they were talking. Totally uh,
0: mods. Yes, Fallout 4's got mods. It already did, but now it does more. Officially. Inside the menu so they can put them onto the consoles as long as they don't have, like, characters of Nintendo and stuff in them. Yeah. Which is nice because it's going to introduce a whole new generation
2: of people to modding and then they might want to dig further into modding on PC My later. My favourite thing
1: is that the top official, the top mod on the official thing is Unofficial Patch. <laughs> which is hilarious to me. <laughs>
0: That's
1: been the top mod in the Nexus for ages, but it's just funny. That's... But like, yeah. oh, I don't see why I'd use that over the Nexus, though.
0: Because it's easier, and it'll be on consoles, so it's mostly for consoles. Well, yeah, well, it's yeah, mainly but... for the console people. It's yeah, but... Yeah, but... Yeah, just, put your Q to console people. I'm like Ed Robin's Workshop. Either I'm going to use it's Nexus like or Workshop. It's my first mods, that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, Which anything fine. else? fine, it's nice that they Modern get their first mods. babies, yeah. these are little things. If you console people... Um, No, I think it's everything. It, it's gaming was yeah. the thing this
1: week. Short yeah. show today because Dan wants to go and I want to go and John's dead.
0: I'm really tired. Yeah, I had a long day spending time with the Sonic architect last Actually, night. I, did. I was
2: up till two a.m. last bloody night because I was determined to get a video out about Hitman the day it launched. This is how
1: dedicated John is to That's his so uh, his craft.
0: <laughs> He's dedicated, motherfucker. Yeah. It took bloody because like the, the Hitman... Hey, there's was a video really on weird. Josh's channel about Hitman you should totally go watch. Yeah. That's that, but, but
2: <laughs> naturally, the thing I'm about to launch whenever we do end this bloody thing is actually Mirror's Edge. My <laughs>
0: first time ever playing the original Mirror's Edge.
1: Good. Oh, wait, no.
0: There's another thing you should watch on Charles' channel that I can mention this week is you did an amazing thing with Fallout New Vegas that I really enjoyed, which was oh, the... Did you? Oh, did I sounds. really enjoyed that.
1: I want to point out your 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 thought is completely pointless because it's already been featured on every gaming website. So you're just a little fish.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, but maybe I'm a big pond. Yeah, you'd be amazed sense. how few <laughs> subscribers being on that many gaming websites. I did notice it, didn't it's almost, as, it's almost as if real journalism
1: doesn't exist anymore. I know. it's um it the, you a uh, massive yeah. spike of oh, shit, views, but not
0: That was like I want to talk about. Yeah, because you should go watch it because he's basically made one of those 2 adventures before, like, All of on New Vegas, and it's amazing. Yes. Well, it's act so, on so fall in Vegas? That's okay. still pretty fun, though.
1: Yeah. So, are we done? Is that, is that no?
0: We're not done because there's a one last thing I want to mention on the note of gaming journalism. Have you seen the Ashes of the Singularity fuck up? I think it's Gamespot. No. So no. Uh, uh, apparently a few weeks ago, somebody who works for Gamespot was like, "Oh, this reviewer hates me. This reviewer like doesn't like me." So, who like, was assigned to do Ashes of the Singularity? This was the CEO of Stardock who make Ashes of the Singularity. And he went, like, "Could you just like?" make sure this is the guy who does not review my game, because I think there's some bad blood there. I can't remember what the reason was, but there's bad blood there. Mm. Uh, GameSwap never responded, and then the, re- the review that GameSwap released was by that guy, and it was a 4 out of 10, and it's such an outlier as well, because most people are saying it's like a 7 out of 10 to like an 8 or 9 out of 10. Mm. I think it's a pretty good game. I quite enjoy it. It's not a 4 out of 10. Only yeah. a moron would give it 4 out of 10. And it's sort of like now fucking everyone's exploded into ethics and journalism and then looks like oh god it's been such a car crash i recommend going read into it because it's been hilarious but also it basically shows because when people are like oh a professional journalist can put these things aside they fucking can't now that doesn't happen which is why we need to have all of these things that keep people in check that's the reason but yeah, anyway. it's a massive car wreck, and I totally recommend rubbernecking and having a look at it, because it's funny. Cause... That sounds fun. I, I hate
1: yeah, a 4 out of ten. 10. But
2: don't do that on the internet. Never actually do that on actual roads, because it causes traffic jams behind you. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's inconsiderate kind of to other road users. Don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. Don't slow down to look at crashes on the other side of the road. Don't it's do that, Now no, ramp off them! Jams. Make
0: more! Give people time to really fucking look at. It. And on that note, we'll end this here. This is what happens when
2: VR and real life starts meeting.
0: <laughs> games in real life gets blurred by
1: VR. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming.
0: You're very welcome.
1: And Thank goodbye now. Me. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Goodbye.